in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right. Well... We're back. I was expecting the uh, guess who's back after you did it on Friday again there. So thrown for a loop right off here. But uh, Mike Rutherford is back hosting the Mike Rutherford Show. It is Wednesday, May 11th. And uh, if you have missed the last two days, I don't know what to tell you. I have not been on. TK has been holding it down with our – it's been a TK and TJ afternoon. Big props to uh, TJ Walker filling in from 3 to 6, talking Cardinal Sports from a UK guy. It's just what the people were asking for, and, and TJ was able to step up and deliver, or so I'm told. I assume everything went well, Trevor. I've only heard one thing about the last two days, and it was Scooter Dingus <laughs> um, apparently being asked to impregnate his former girlfriend and became a lesbian, which I've we have to talk about today. <laughs> yeah, I, I even texted him after the show. I was like, I need more information. <laughs> I mean, I do too. I was like, I was like yeah, I, yeah. I, got, I got a few more details to it, but... Uh, if you were listening yesterday, uh, she did. She did him not ha- getting pregnant. Okay, well, of course, which is good because her, good. her girlfriend broke up eventually. Anyway, well, very good. That, so yeah, <laughs> we would have had a little dingus out there without a without a with just a single parent home. That would have been. It's got to be hard to adopt. Like this little dingus. Well, Scoot, Scoot Dingus. Yeah, Scoot Dingus like Jr. Yeah. It's like named after his father, who I formerly dated. SJD. <laughs> so, that's, uh, so that was going on. In all seriousness, thanks to TJ for stepping up and filling in here. I'll be perfectly honest right off the top here. I don't know how this is going to go. Like I that's I may pass out on show. air. <laughs> I, I, I could. I might not make it through all three hours. I, I might, uh, I don't know, lose my train of thought. I might have no idea what I'm talking about, which is also kind of every single show. If Long-time listeners. Out, I promise you. I will give you mouth to mouth. Let me finish this Arby's roast beef real quick first. Oh my god! I, I this is yeah. It, it may not be any different than any show for longtime listeners. I mean, like, what else is new? Like, I've, I've thought you've passed out several times before with Trevor talking about wrestling for seventeen minutes uh, out of nowhere. So, real quick, just kind of what's been going on. I really don't even know where to start. I guess for the last month and a half, maybe a couple months, I've been having these bizarre dizzy spells it's happened a few times on air and i've kind of just tried to be like well you know it's it's fine again people haven't you noticed well yeah people people haven't really know i usually just let you go that's why i've been letting you talk about 80s movies so much the last uh, couple of months here i was thought i was boring you no, it me right i'm just trying hard not to pass out <laughs> um so that's been going on for a couple and i haven't really thought that much of it i mean i'm an asthmatic that lives in the 
worst possible place in the world, literally, for an asthmatic. So I'm just thinking allergies have been especially bad. I've heard a lot of people having stuff. Like, that's just all it is. Plus, you know, you can't exactly live a healthy lifestyle when you've got the, the two kids and this job and, and all the running around and just eating dinner at, like, 10 p.m. half the time. It's can't just, all be like me. We can't all be like Trevor Kelsey. So I just kind of have chalked it up to that. And still not entirely sure what's been going on, but now pretty sure I've got a, a decent idea. So um, Friday after the show, Mary and I, we go to the, the Silks Bash. Shout out to the Silks yeah. Bash at Locust Grove. We had a, a fantastic time. And you and I have talked about... I was looking forward to hearing the story because I, lo- I love the... I'm, I'm a big history guy and Locust Grove being one of the more... Well, it wasn't really historical-based, Trevor. It was a it was a derby party. <laughs> well, wasn't it at the house? <laughs> no, I mean, it was, at, it was like on the Locust Grove site, but they had like a big tent set up, a couple tents set up. Oh, and... I thought you got to be in the house and everything. No, no. <laughs> party like it's 18, 18. wasn't so much of a tour as it, as it was kind of a party. They, they didn't break, they didn't stop the band's rendition of uh, um, Shut Up and Dance With Me to start talking about the, the history of Locust Grove. Oh, man. But it was where, you know, after Lewis and Clark's expedition, they, had, they sat down had a, a big time celebration dinner. That's what I was picturing it being Chilled. like. They have a big sign that will tell you that. That's, that's about all the information I can give you. But it was a it was a great time. You and I have talked about how like neither one of us really drink all that much. No. And Not when we do, least, yeah. like don't really get drunk. Like I it's been a long time since I felt really really drunk. And Friday night I got pretty drunk. It, it was <laughs> we both had a great time. It was a blast. And I wake up Saturday like the and days of old. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was a nice little throwback to several years ago. It, it felt good to be back in that place for a couple of hours. And so wake up Saturday and, and we're both kind of hungover, but yeah. it's nothing too terrible. Like we weren't it's not like back in the day when you were just drinking your body weight. And of course, like your body the next day is like you need a full day to recover. Um, it doesn't take as much to get me or Mary drunk anymore. So the hangover is not as bad. So I, we actually have a kind of a laid back, nice derby at home. I'm making wagers on the phone. Um, as was I. Poor wagers. Not as not was I. very, very few <laughs> winning wagers. And so the day's going fine. And about five o'clock, I'm just like, man, like, it's just maybe this is just hitting me late, but I, I feel just out of it. I need to go lie down, just take a quick rest. Mary's like, sure, don't worry about it. Did you have a few drinks during Derby as well? No, Der- no. Like you were, you were just, just fully hydrating. System, yeah. yeah, catching back up, just 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 feeling good, doing normal stuff. So lie down until about six. I, I missed the eleventh race, but I wake up in time to get ready for Derby, get the bets in that I want to get in, and I just I right. get out of bed and I'm like, I can't stand up. Like it's. Everything's spinning. I'm not like nothing's making sense. I'm I'm just completely out of it. I'm feeling nauseous. I'm feeling disoriented. It's it's just it's not a good time, and kind of fake it the best I can. But it's one of those deals where, when something like that happens, you know, you immediately kind of think the worst. You're like what's happening to me? Like this is, and, and then you just kind of panic a little bit, and that yeah. adds on top of everything, and you just you freak out more. And so I I keep just telling myself like it's passed. It's gonna pass. It's gonna pass. And it doesn't pass. Like it just it stays there. The entire night, I do the best I can to kind of just try to parent, but all I want to do is get in bed, cover my head. Like, I, I, the light is bothering me. I can't watch TV or it's making me sick to my stomach. And do you have, is it like a, like a headache too, as well? It reminded me a lot of if people, some people will probably remember this. I had like an episode in March of 2020, like literally the week before the pandemic hit, where I had like my vision went. I was writing a recap of our last regular season game we just lost to virginia for the millionth time on the road and i'm writing it up and all of a sudden like i can't see what i'm typing and when i'm looking at the words like they're not making sense and it it got really freaked out then and i ended up having like retinal a retinal migraine like a a migraine in my eye which 
no headache. So it's not what you would think. Like, you know, when you just, your vision goes and stuff stops making sense and everything's spinning, you're not thinking I'm having a migraine. You're thinking like I'm having a stroke or something. So, and I've had them since then, but knowing how it feels and what it's like, it's easy. You just like, you sit there and it passes and, and you're fine. But this was different than that. It, it didn't feel a lot like that. So I'm, I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. And I say, you know, I'm going to try to get some sleep, see how this goes. Hopefully I'll wake up in the morning and I'll feel at least a little bit better and we can move on. Night is terrible. Like I'm like my chest is, is I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm dying. Like my whole body is tingling. It's this really just bizarre sensation. I can't get a hold of you, know, you just, you keep freaking yourself out, looking at stuff like symptoms online. I know you're not supposed to do it, but it's impossible not to. Oh, how could you? It, mean, you, you can't. And of you're course, scrolling like, through everything on WebMD. Like that sounds like me. That sounds like me. And the thing is like when it's dizziness and like my, you know, tingling in arms and stuff like, Hey, it's, it could be, you've got a brain tumor. It could be, you just need to drink some water. Like, and of course everybody is saying the <laughs> same thing. Like you're hungover, drink some water. I'm like, I've, I've been drinking my ass off all day. I've peed 17 times in the last five hours. Uh, that is not the issue anymore. Yeah. More. 24 hours removed from your last from being drunk i think yeah you can i kind of ruled that off because yeah. initially that's kind of what i thought i'm like yeah it's just a delayed hangover i'm sure it hits people differently at 37 plus i i rarely drink anymore and that was yeah. two straight days where i had been drinking i hadn't really eaten all that much but after you know 24 hours i'm kind of like and eh, it's got to be something different so Sunday, I go to I do the the prompt care thing. Go to one of the, the quick like, oh, little yes, because care. ER. I don't want to do the whole ER thing. I can't get in to see a primary care doctor for like care, a month. Prompt of course. care, you just walk right in, drop seventy five bucks or whatever on the counter, and, and you're good to go. And they give you like nothing. They 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 they, no. they, they, they did an EKG. They will give you a prescription for like a painkiller or something if you needed it. Really, yeah, that didn't sound like it was what your it was in your wheelhouse. And I kind of knew what, this was going to happen because with my symptoms being so vague and, and so like we said, like you can type these symptoms. And you're going to get any number of a million different possibilities. There's only so much they can do for you. So she she prescribes me like a, a new inhaler, some new like, like prednisone to try to clear my lungs out because I, I always sound like crap. Uh, these, all these doctors are always like, well, there's the problem right here. Like when they take listen to me breathe. And I'm like, this is how I sound every single day of my entire life. Like I've got – I'm asthmatic i've got terrible lungs i don't know what to tell you last time the doctor did it for me they were just like yelling for their colleagues to come in here like you gotta hear you this. gotta hear this <laughs> i'm like doctor i don't feel very good about this so the urgent care is not really any help and and i just i go back to kind of hoping that things are just going to get better and they're not like i i again lights bothering me which leads me to believe that there's still like a migraine has happened um i I can't get out of bed and it's it's one of those things where it's impossible to relate to somebody how you're feeling because I, like it's it's Mother's Day on Sunday. I can I, I've been planning all day. Like I'm gonna take the kids. Mary gets to sleep in. We're gonna do the stuff with my mom and her mom. And you know we're gonna. And I'm zero help. So I have I can't go to the lunch with her family. I can't go over to my parents' house. She takes the kids by herself everywhere. Like I legitimately cannot do anything but sleep. I think you just traded Mother's Day for Father's Day with her. It kind of felt like it. Like yeah, but that was it was sort of my dream. Better by then, yeah. Outside of the pain and just constant <laughs> nausea and fear, it was kind of my perfect Father's Day. Just just sleeping the entire day but I, I mean i felt awful for her and she of course was a, a trooper and stepped up but like i you know i'd stand up and when i'm lying down i'm, I'm kind of okay and so you get to a point after you've rested where you're like oh, i'm kind of feeling hungry i feel like i can get up there and then the second you stand up like i can feel the blood it's it almost reminded me of when your arms falling asleep if some if like like when i'm rocking virginia a lot of times yeah. my, i'll loop circle and then i stand up and you feel the blood rush to all your extremities that's how i felt every time i stood up it all over my body it wasn't like a head rush type feeling it was like, that plus like all my arms like i could feel it in my it, like my blood would pull in my both calves arms or just one both 
It was a it just that would make super me feel strange better thing. about not being like, yeah. A was, heart if it had been just my right side, yeah. then I would have been freaked out. But it was it just is again, it right or left? I forget. Well, for I think it's a if it's one side or the other. It's oh, I thought it was only one. I thought it was like only your left arm. I thought I don't know. I could, I you should could know be right because I should be on the like lookout. Lookout. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well. If I've been told one time over the last <laughs> five days that like you're not you're getting a little bit up there like it's no you're not you're not and I was like yeah I know I I pre I know thirty seven it's get I'm getting there, but uh, like it, it keeps on and it's it's impossible to like relay to people uh, I just kept saying like I wish you could feel how I felt just so you would understand that like I'm not this isn't in my head I'm not being trying to be dramatic like I I can't do anything I stand up for five minutes and I've just got to lie back down so it sucks and well, you described a little bit how I felt on final four weekend in New Orleans I mean. <laughs> I, yeah I mean everybody had the same jokes but like I couldn't look at my phone I would get nauseous I couldn't watch tv I would get nauseous and like about Monday afternoon, that part of it, like the I think the migraine stuff kind of passed. Like I, I finally was able to watch TV. I had a little bit of an appetite. I actually thought Monday night that I was turning a corner. I had the you know, the white person's remedy for everything, which is ramen noodle and ginger ale. And <laughs> I always want chicken noodle soup and, and seven up. Also yeah, works. Also works. Also yeah. works with some saltines. And like that night, I'm I'm like kind of feeling okay. And I'm like okay, like this is I'm turning the corner. I should be able to get back into the flow tomorrow. Two and then four hours later wake up in the middle of the night same all the feelings are back like all the nausea all the dizziness all the confusion has virginia been at least sleeping okay she has Giving thank you a god bit of a break yeah she, it's been great uh, she's she's something like the last like five nights incredibly um an act a true act of god there just <laughs> that it saved the day but so I, I wake up i'm freaking out again it's it's all over again yesterday was just the same thing and finally it gets to the point where i'm like i've I've just got to go to the yard just just to make sure for peace of mind that like something really, really wrong isn't here. So I go there. They do every test in the book, like another EKG, CT scan. The one where they put this the stuff in uh, in your arm and it move you into the tube. And you get that tingly feeling all through your body. That They did the, the CT scan. They did that where they do the, you know, they, they do it one time without the, the stuff that they've put into your IV. Yeah, to make the show. The coding. Yeah, and yeah, they, they are like, they I mean, it's fine. I'll, it makes your girl think you're peeing yourself, but you're not. <laughs> it's, and it's exactly what it feels like. Like I, they're like, you're gonna feel warm all over, and I'm like, I only feel warm in my balls. Like, like, like that was. Like, it's what I thought. Like it was a very bizarre thing. I know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> but so they, they, I did that. I did a chest X-ray, like all this stuff, and they're like, you can take an MRI if you want, like, but you have to stay here overnight. I'm like, ah. so all this stuff comes back relatively normal, and did they keep any morphine? No. The one they did say like it felt, it sounds like I had some sort of migraine on Saturday, which I the, the more that I think about this, I think the more it's just like kind of a perfect storm of stuff. I think I had the retinal migraine on Saturday, which started the whole thing. But they brought up, and actually my mom was the first person to mention this, this thing called Pott's disease, and. Of course, I said it to you, and I knew exactly what the joke was. I, mean, I was like, a million dollars, I know what Trevor's going to say in well, response. I was like, you're just messing with me. And it was some <laughs> variation of that. But so my sister has it, and if you look it up, it's, it is it's something that affects primarily women, uh, 15 through 50, which many of my friends have already pointed out. <laughs> yeah, I looked it up to you. <laughs> but I bring it up, and the, the, the multiple doctors now have said there's been this weird spike in this for people like two months after they've had COVID. Like this weird thing. And, and possibly it's this weird thing where – you need to eat tons of salt, which seems counterproductive. That's why I've never had it. 
and like <laughs> elevate your legs or wear compression socks to get your blood flowing more. And if you don't, like you, you feel like your, your your blood is pulling up, and that's kind of exactly what I've been doing. And it will make if you don't have enough salt, if you don't do the legs up, if you don't drink enough water, you're going yeah, to feel very dizzy, very disoriented, too, yeah. and you're going to feel very not like everything that I've been feeling for the last few days. And I went back and I thought the only time where I felt semi normal since Saturday was Monday night after I just eaten ramen noodle and saltines. It kind of makes sense. So yesterday, after like hearing this, just start pounding saltines, start wearing tight, high socks. And lo and behold, like I, I feel, I start feeling pretty good. I sleep through the night last night. I've got saltines by my bedside table. Like I wake up every few hours, still feeling kind of good, eat a few more saltines. And I wake up, alarm goes off at seven and I stand up and like I feel not entirely like myself, but at like 60%. And the first things that I think, I, I literally think, thank God and saltines. Like, like that's all I can think of. And so I'm pretty convinced now that this is what's been going on for the last couple of months. Like I said, I've been having this dizziness on and off. It just hasn't been near this extreme. Do you avoid a lot of salt in your, in your meals to begin with? I mean, I wouldn't say intentionally. I, th- th- yeah. there's, I'm not the most healthy person in the world. I kind of just eat what's what we decide to eat that night. I got you. Um, but I, I'm sure there have been times where I haven't and times where I haven't. And it makes sense. Like Thursday and Friday, I barely ate anything. It, drink more and so if you have this on top of the migraine of course drinks are supposed to be good for it too from what i read yeah a lot of gator i've been drinking a lot of gatorade and like today knock on wood i felt like a semi-normal person like took the took virginia to school picked the the girls up from school have been able to be on my feet still definitely feel tired and a little bit out of it but you barely slept in four days probably well i I slept a lot in four days but that's all i've done and not great sleep but still, like night and day, I, I mean, I feel like I'm at like 60% right now, which is up from like 3% from the last, I, I can't really explain how awful the last few days have been and just feeling so worthless, like not able to help at all, not doing anything. And you know, when you've, you know, when, when you get to a certain age, like with work and, and, and kids and family stuff, like when you miss three days, I feel like I'm behind like four weeks now, yeah. and, which I, I love seeing like every recommendation from a doctor hearing the, they're like, you just need to relax, like listening to your schedule, like you just got to relax, like sleep make sure you're getting that eight hours, maybe nine if you can, uh, take the week off if you can. I'm like, what world do you live in? Like, <laughs> I don't know anybody besides maybe the person I'm talking to here who like can, who can just like get away with that. Who, who can just take like five days off and just relax and make sure you're getting 10 hours of sleep. Like, no, it's just, it's not feasible. So hey, my, my, my life's stressful. You I've got slower internet sometimes, you know. Doing the show with TJ the last two days, yeah, not knowing when we were going to get back. Talker reunion over here. <laughs> but so it's been, it's been not fun. And I guess like, this is life now. Like I'm walking, I've, you see me, I've got the saltines right here. Yeah. I guess I'm just pounding saltines for the rest of my life everywhere I go. <laughs> if that's what it takes, I, I guess that's how, what I would do. I feel like that could be made, construed into a dirty joke. Yeah, there's a way. There's a way. We can get there. I'm sure we can. Give me a minute. I'll find a way. But so I'm here doing a sports radio show. I've watched like no sports since. since, well, since so Rich Strike, eh? 80 to 1. Have we <laughs> talked about this? I, I hate to be the bear of bad news. That for someone who has watched any sports, you, you probably missed about the hottest streak the Reds are going to be on all year long. I too. did enjoy the joke that you guys had of me not. You told me that not coming back yeah. until the Reds lost. Hey, and they did lose yesterday. Last night. Hey. It's, They're winning right now, as though. As Crash Davis said, never mess with a streak, right? You're damn right. <laughs> I feel like we're Susan Sarandon over here. You were coming giving us that those hot vocal comments and vocal vo- that hot vocal voice until 
uh, he got to Red's loss. The one tweet that I did like come out of my grave to make was after they won on on Monday night. I was like, <laughs> those little little Timmy from the Seinfeld episode where I he wants Paul Neely at the home runs. Were you Kramer? Or were you the kid in the bed? The kid in the bed. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure. Mary was Kramer. She's going nuts. <laughs> uh, like watching the Reds improve to six and twenty four. I also like. I, I, I put the tweet out on Monday just to let people know that I wasn't going to be on the radio. And I, I guess I could have worded it better. I just said, like, having some health issues checked on, like, won't be on the radio today. Just to let people know. I didn't want to, like, give the, the impression to people that, like, I'm I'm dying. I mean, my phone just blew up. I had people texting me, like, what's wrong with Rutherford? And like, I, have you heard from Rutherford? I'm like, I hated to be so vague, bit. but, like, I, I, I honestly didn't know what was going on. Like, that was the, quite literally what was happening. So, but, yeah, my phone blows up with, from friends and stuff, and, and I felt bad for scaring people. But I also didn't want it to be 3 o'clock and just have – I may or may have not told some people you were recovering from a rough prostate exam. That's fine. <laughs> I'm good with that. <laughs> but so we'll get back to hopefully somewhat normal this week. But it's been a, a, a not fun four days, which are hopefully about to get better. Uh, if you want to weigh in today on the show, which we will get to sports here shortly, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Text us your questions, your comments, your thoughts, your concerns, your prediction on whether or not I'll pass out before the end of the show. We'll take all that good stuff up until 6 o'clock when we get out of here. Um, but again, uh, thanks to Trevor, thanks to TJ, thanks to everybody for stepping up these last couple of days uh, while I've been on the mend, and hopefully we can get through this and, and be good to go now from, from this point forward. Uh, POTS disease. How about that? <laughs> I mean, seriously. If you're wondering what the Trevor response was, by the way, <laughs> it was like, sounds a lot like the pot, like the disease I have. Like, I, the same thing. And I, right, right when I said it, I was like, I knew it. Like, I mean, I, why did you even bother bringing it? I mean, you, you should have just written that back to me and just said, I know you're going to say this. I mean, like, I get dizzy when I stand up. I'm like, been there. Knew it. Like, I'm hungry. I mean, I'm I like, knew it. I knew what I was getting into. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm munching on saltines, but, like, I replaced it with cookie dough. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yeah, it's been, I, I'm trying to – I feel like all this stuff has happened, and I, I now I'm just – I've totally lost my train of thought. I of, need you to feel better so I can at least make the jokes. Yeah, I know. Because, like, like, if you're going to be bad, it's like I can't, like – I mean, I still probably would because I, I have no conscience right. or ethics. But, but, I, but I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't do it as much. Because what were you saying? Like, there was something that you were making fun of me on Monday. You're like, I want to make the joke. I'm like, just do it. Like, I don't care. I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you'll feel bad if I'm dead on Wednesday well, or something. When I, was like, but... when I was like reading about it, I was like, okay, it's like, uh, it's, it's mostly women, women. I'm like, pots, great, check. You know, mostly with women, check. Be- usually clears out when most women reach puberty. I'm like, awesome, check. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> But there was something, I can't remember what you said. It was something before, like, the POTS disease even got brought up. I think it was Monday where I was just like, and you, you, were, you were making, you were like, I want to make this joke so bad or something. And I was like, do it. I was like, as long as I make it through this week alive, <laughs> like, you're probably going to be safe. If not, it's going to look like it was in very poor taste, but uh, that's okay. But we've got uh, – we'll get back to actual sports conversation now. But, uh, again, thanks to – in all seriousness, thanks to, to DJ, to TK, to everybody who reached out with their uh, their well wishes. I, I hated putting it out there that made people think that I, I might die, but I just was trying to let people know I wasn't going to be on the radio. Um, and then I, I didn't check my phone for, like, a day, and then I see it. And I see like all the response. I'm like, oh my god! Like this is, this is not just a, a cry for attention. I promise. I just really wanted to get it out there that I wasn't going to be like Sidney Curry's responding. He's like, get better, my dude. I'm like, I, I appreciate it, Sid. We, I don't think we've ever interacted in, my, in our in either one of our lives, but very, very nice of you. I don't know. It kind of sounds like I, I can think of. I go back to the the Family Guy clip when he goes does the selfie in the bathroom or the uh, the hospital bed. <laughs> He's like, "Don't want to get into it, but I'm okay." <laughs> He's like, "Getting all the likes and comments." He's like, 
Didn't expect that reaction. <laughs> I know, because I, I wasn't going to say anything and, and if I didn't have to do the show. Well, even if you'd said, I'm going to be out today, even without saying anything else, you would have gotten probably a similar reaction of, what's wrong? What yeah, happened? exactly. You know, what's going and, on? I mean, and if, if I had more information to give at that time, I, I would have put it out there. But I just, I didn't. And I this, this is all I've got now, is probably had migraine on Saturday, a little uh, retinal migraine, and then What's, what's the difference between a retinal migraine and a retinal migraine? It doesn't cause like the the throat because I've never had a migraine, but I hate headaches. Mm -hmm. But I have had friends who have told me they suffer from migraine. I mean, it's they get like it's not just your head pounding, but it's like the the blindness in the eye, Uh nausea. I mean, nauseousness, whatever. So retinal migraine. I actually had what they called the 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 last time was an ocular migraine, which is just out of one eye. Is that kind of like what Terrell Davis had in the Super Bowl? No idea. Okay, like when they talk about him like going in as a decoy, but he was blind in one eye because it was migraine. Maybe if you want to call me the Terrell Davis of radio, they ran a play action I'll take instead. That. Yeah, uh, we both have bad knees at this at this point in time. <laughs> but so yeah, this was I think more of uh, they call it a retinal migraine, which is just in your eyes. It doesn't come with with pain, doesn't come with headache. Well, that's good at least. Yeah, I mean, but also it makes it ten times scarier because at least with if like head pain would come you would know what you were dealing with and you'd be like all right this sucks but it's going to be gone i know what to deal with and instead of you just go blind in one eye i didn't go blind you just you have like a weird like blurry spot that kind of gets bigger and like it just disorients your entire vision like you start seeing more of like floaters um i know floater i've seen the floaters yeah and, and like you just you feel really nauseous and really disoriented and you can't like stuff doesn't make sense like i'm trying to talk to to mary and the kids and like i'm i'm not making sense i'm not so we we had at home co- with me <laughs> my first thought was you know maybe this is just covid like who would have thought two years after the fact i'd be rooting for positive covid tests i'm like <laughs> i i hope this is covid this would be great so i'm taking an at home covid test and i'm trying to read the directions and like i just i can't process the information which is a, a scary thing to go through and take it did not have covid took I'll, they took a test at the hospital too yesterday and don't have covid um disappointing but i mean you could have but like you said this you could have had it without knowing and that's what triggered this yeah i mean i think i'd still test positive at this point you think so? Well, I guess so. Yeah, it's, it's, it would have been soon enough. It would have been within the last week. So I think I probably would have. And I had it in January, um, which would have been enough time to get it again. I guess. Who knows? What are the rules with COVID anymore? Nobody even knows. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm getting pots because of COVID now here. A woman's <laughs> disease, apparently, which is now affecting now, everybody with COVID. It does COVID. affect men. It's just, I think it's it a, does. It's just five times more likely in a, in a female. And that's like, that, that's the normal baseline. But now these doctors are saying they're seeing like such an uptick in it from people who had had COVID like two or three months prior. Like it's become one of the, like post COVID pots has become like a big thing, which is very strange yeah. also wonders like, like that what, really fast dude That's kind of like what else are we going to have post like like 10 years from now is there going to be like a post-covid like six toe growing like what what we everybody's gonna look, what else is coming everybody's gonna be like jj we were out there with six fingers on a hand oh, god yeah so that's i'd like to have a six finger all right on that note we're, <laughs> that we'll cool. take our first break no more mike rutherford medical at time we'll come back we'll talk about some stuff uh, nick saban spoke on the possible tampering with uh tyler harrell we'll talk about his comments we've also got to get into i know you guys talked about this a little bit yesterday the uh, the acc now inching yep. closer and closer to getting rid of divisions what they're like, who's for this who's against it it's on like party lines if you want to call it that and you may be able to easily predict which side is for for which uh for which move we'll get into that and, and i also did hear trevor your thoughts on which teams you'd like to play 
on an annual basis, and I think it's ridiculous. But we'll go back and forth. I'm, with only, that. I'm only getting stoned on one of them. Okay, we'll, we'll go. We'll go back and forth on that coming up after the break. Also, Imani Bates update. Got to have our daily Imani Bates update. It's the new DJ Wagner update. We'll talk about that and much, much more coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show back here on a Wednesday on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. in Mike Rutherford show rolling in bringing the funk back on a Wednesday you back it's a funky Wednesday speaking of bringing the funk we got a cool thing going on here with a new partnership that the big X is going to be we're gonna be talking about this a lot next week but we've partnered with the promoters of louder than life and bourbon beyond the music festivals we're going to be giving away single day passes to both festivals every day next week and here's the cool part about this um, after we give away one pair of single passes every single day the winner each day is going to, quote, pick the headliner they want to see. So whatever headliner they want to see. It's going to be tough because there's some good headliners at these concerts. It's a great lineup this year. It's going to be fantastic. So the winner will get to pick the headliner they want to see, and we're going to make that happen. Um, So we're going to start doing that next Monday, um, May 16th, every single day next week, giving away a pass, and the winner is going to get to pick the headliner that they want to see. It's going to be a fantastic time. We're very excited about this. I'm just The only thing thing wrong with this is I'm not qualified to to win because I'm an employee. You can't. I do like that the first text you I saw. You can take me if you win two tickets, caller. Yeah, you can. <laughs> the first text that I see on the, the Horton Sucks line is, Mike's going to pass out for sure. <laughs> Appreciate it. I also like this. Uh, I, just, I can just picture me running out of here carrying you like uh, Kevin Costner and the bodyguard out of here. I do like the first <laughs> thing that you said to me as I'm walking in was, do I need to carry you like Jack Harlow? I'm like, I don't want to get these shoes dirty. <laughs> get me in there. Yeah, I've, I've heard about it. Let's ask one. Does that bother you? Does it annoy you he had that done? Because TJ was shocked it didn't bother me, but then again, it doesn't I was, bother me. I haven't, I haven't actually seen the footage of it. I've just been, I've been people telling me about it. I never he's really, just, he's being like two like bodyguards are just like yeah. they're just kind of holding him above the track so he doesn't get dirt on what I assume are very expensive shoes. I guess, I guess TJ and Southers assume me being the, the grumpy old man in most cases. But then again, also if I'm not grumpy old man, as you pointed out, I'm 16 year old kid. Yeah, there's a so, you're. You have two different personalities, neither of which are anywhere near the age that you actually are. No, but but and I and while I don't get the shoe thing because I'm not a listen, I, I've got the same pair of sneakers I think I've had for like twelve years. Yeah, now. I'm the same boat. Like I have two shoes in my house. I have like I have flip flops, I have UGGs, and I have sneakers, and like I've had them all for probably a decade. Why do you have UGGs? Because I love UGGs. They're so comfortable. <laughs> you have the little fur. Yeah, yeah. You got the boots with the fur? Not the boots. The shoes. The shoes the with the fur. With the fur. With the fur. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. They're so great. Um, they're actually also the most expensive shoes I have. I believe because it because my flip flops are from Walgreens and my tennis shoes are from Kohl's. Uggs aren't cheap, so I, I don't. I, I've never got the the sneaker head. I mean, I'm I'm old school. Where like you know, guys should have two pairs of shoes. You know, that's that's the ladies have all the shoes. You know, that's yeah. I know I'm old school and it's probably not cool in these times, but you know, that bite me. But that's that's how I am. I just don't. So I don't get it. I don't get that. But also, you know what? I do get the fact that they're probably expensive. 
And I once did have a pair of Jordans, and I remember just avoiding like death to walk anywhere near mud when I first yeah. got them in the fifth grade. And so I had no problem with it. I don't really either. I, I feel like if I were, I mean, but he also like he, you know, I'm sure he's got like outfit deal. I know he's, he and Tommy Hilfiger have a partnership. I'm sure like these people pay him a lot of money to put him in these very expensive clothes and they probably wouldn't like it because he's about to be on national TV, calling writers up, being on NBC. But it's not like they saw his shoes anyway on that. Right. But, like, I did see but the on the off chance, yeah. it, it, on the off chance that they did, I'm sure that would be a bad look for him personally. But it, I'm kind of, I probably wouldn't have done it, but it didn't bother me or anything. I did enjoy probably the most I've ever enjoyed of Drake when he was doing the interview with them. It was pretty funny. And he's just like, I'm drunk. Yeah. And then they're trying to go, he's like, where you got better to go to than us? This is Jack Harlow and Drake. You're going to cut to a so, shot of some well-manicured grass? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is the best. Drake might have, he's inching his way into my heart, maybe. He's throwing L's now, too, despite I mean, being a former U.K. basketball player, or thinking he was for a brief period. He's been he's been a member of every basketball team that he thinks is going to win. He's so. throwing some L's now. Which makes me think, also, good things are on the horizon for Louisville. He's jumping on our bandwagon. I mean, no one's got worse ankles than, than Drake from jumping from, from ship to ship. It's true. That's a good time for us. Texas says, Mike, you won't believe it. They let Trevor and that U.K. honk run the show yesterday. Thank God you're back. Also, Scooter, what a dumbass. <laughs> It might be one of the nicest things anyone said about teaching. I love Scooter. Yeah. Uh, Texas says, get your neck and back popped and then start smoking pot. You will never feel like that again. He said, I had retinal migraines. Pot and chiropractor fixed me when I went to Cairo for something completely different. Um, after that, I left. Never got migraines again. Pot helped, but the Cairo took it away permanently. Well, that I sounds, mean, I can get on board with the that. The pot's just like, it's like, it's like uh, for like, uh, what's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Those are the disease you can use pot for all the time. Glaucoma? Glaucoma, yeah. Isn't that kind of in the glaucoma like a form of like uh, a retinal migraine? You like you go to, it's something with the eyes. Yeah, I should probably know that. I don't. I mean, we all know some of the eyes. <laughs> I just know the joke. If yeah. I get poked in the eye, if I get smoke in the eye, hey, just smoke some pot. <laughs> Texas says Mike Fletch Rutherford. Uh, Doc, are you using the whole fist? LOL. Seriously, <laughs> hope all's going better. I appreciate that. Texas says sounds like you need to go the tra- on the Trevor diet. No, actually, oh yeah, because you need salt. I do. Do you want me to start ordering your food for you? I do like that I, you know, I have the sort of alter ego of Salty Mike, and now it's just becoming who I actually am. It it went from figurative to little very quickly. You haven't been salty enough. Texture says, Mike saw the Tyrese Hunter rumors where he cut his list down to Tennessee and Texas, so he decided he no longer wanted to live. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm not liking the Tyrese Hunter updates. Yeah, I'm not either. Not a big fan. Um Texas says, Mike, I'm an older teacher. I had something similar teaching at Trinity, and Pot totally took care of it. More edibles for you. I knew it. That's Trinity. Classic. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Did she, somebody just admit to doing drugs as a teacher in the public school system or private school? It's not a real drug. I enjoy all the the, the, the weed submissions, though. This is making me feel better about stuff. I'm like, yeah. I mean. I need like, more. Keep telling me. How do you how do you deal with pots? With pot. <laughs> Texture says uh, the mystery of Trevor grows every day. Yeah, it does. Texas commercial break break was exactly long enough to listen to De La Soul's Me, Myself, and I. Trevor's on point today. <laughs> that was the perfect time. Texas says, uh, also, Drake calling it Exactos was the part of the best part. I know he, I didn't miss yeah, he's, like, he's like, we got all sorts of bets in. We got some Exactos. We got so I was like, oh, Drake. Is, is Harlow not 21? He's 24. Okay, because he was acting because like, like when he said he's drunk and he's like Jack's not like I thought maybe he was there was I think he was trying because he was about to, he was going to do the riders up thing I think well, he was trying to like spare him. They, they wouldn't but I yeah. think he was yeah um, I mean he see I don't think he was drunk he was being kind of quiet which some, he was probably drunk so yeah you, there's two different drunks sometimes there's quiet and you don't want to embarrass yourself and then there's me and Drake who are just like screw it yeah 
Texas Mike is, in fact, the Ferris Bueller of Louisville confirmed. Did someone say, send you a stripper nurse? No. <laughs> TJ asked that yesterday. TJ brings it up. Did it? And he, he brings it up, but he foreshadows it by just calling her a nurse. And I'm like, he's like, what if he has the nurse in Ferris Bueller? And I'm like, there's a nurse in Ferris Bueller? He's like, yeah, yeah. Very and briefly. And he starts trying to, like, like ad-lib the song, which I can't remember. You've got the chills. or you know. And I'm like. You're talking about the stripper? <laughs> He's like, well, she was dressed like a nurse. I'm like, no, no. no. Who thinks it's a nurse right off the bat? Sexer <laughs> says, doctors to Mike, have you considered winning the lottery? That is what it feels like every time. They're like, you just need to relax. Just just, re- just take a nice trip somewhere, calm, spend two, three weeks in Aruba on a beach, just unplug. I'm like, that's not not, not really possible. Last doctor said to me, then he goes, oh, by the way, here's your bill. Oh, God. I don't have insurance. <laughs> Texas, you should have come into the studio today like Michael when he burned his foot. <laughs> Maybe my favorite episode. I like bacon. I just like when he comes in and he's like, okay, like I don't want anybody freaking out. Like just I, I just want to be treated normal. Normal would actually be would be good for me today. And like then also like when he's on the phone with like, no mom, no, nobody's nobody's worried about me at all. No, I'm not going to call Jan. She just worry. Is this the one? Doesn't uh, Dwight get like a concussion? Gets a concussion. From a yeah. and trying to drive to him so fast. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, says, "Hi, Mike has PCP." <laughs> no. Um, okay. Uh, so says, "Jack just doesn't drink. Just drugs." Oh, well. yeah, he, he drinks. I would think he would have drinking. He, I know he did in the past because he had on that uh, River Road song. He talks about how before he moved to Atlanta, he'd never gotten drunk. He and did. I mean, he did have a turtle up effect though. Like he might have been a little too stoned. He might, maybe. Uh, Texas says, "Well, Texas says Jackson on a radio show that he hasn't drank in one and a half years." There you go. Yeah, he might just, he might just been you know, partaking a little bit because he was being kind of quiet. Well, a I know bit. based on Instagram, he definitely smokes. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was being quiet, and I, I mean, I. I know the signs, and there's different people, and he's yeah. He, some people get kind of you know clam up when when they're they don't want somebody to know they're just totally stoned. Texture says, "I don't even know what this means." Was really worried that Ennis gave you the poop thing. <laughs> I don't know what that even means. I was kidding people when I said he was recovering from a prostate who gone wrong. <laughs> uh, Texture says Louisville baseball is the story in sports right now. Yeah, they probably are, and. and if it's not them, it's last night. What happened late last night? Reed Detmers throwing a no hitter for the uh, yeah, the Anaheim Angels. That. I was gonna say I missed. The, I forgot to see what happened with the little baseball game though. They the won team. Okay, seven to two. Oh, good! It wasn't a tie. Oh god! I know. I know. We we tied the that series here in a second though. We can. Okay. We can. But let's talk about Reed Detmers really quickly. Yes. Um. First single. I don't know how to phrase it. The first non-combined no-hitter of this baseball season. There was one where multiple pitchers uh, threw a no-hitter earlier this year, and of course, you know, the Dodgers yanking Clayton Kershaw. Slight sidetrack. Go for anti, it. No, anti-multiple no-hitter pitcher to, uh, like me. I, yes, I, think that's I am. Okay. I think it has to count, but it should be in a different category. Yeah, I think I think it's just dumb, and I don't know why you'd even pull a pitcher when he has a no-hitter. I mean, short of his arm falling off. Agreed. And Detmers last night made it simple because I think he had. He hit like a 91 pitch count going into the ninth inning, Good. so he was fine. Um, his pitch, he only thrown like 60 pitches through six. And last night, so they blew him out. Yeah, like last night was actually the first time in his pro career, which is still he's still technically a rookie. He pitched a little bit last year, um, but this is his first full season in the big leagues. It was the first time he'd pitched into the seventh inning of a game. Like he's okay. he's had. I think spots here and there, like the baseball nerds will look at stuff like his, his the spin rate on his curveball and the action on his fastball and and say like. He's going to be really good. He's just not there yet. And like, what? I mean, this is a kid who was pitching for Louisville this time two years ago, or would have been if there had been a the season had finished out. He's still very young, still very green. 
But the promise has been there, even in the limited amount of major league starts that he's made. And last night you saw it on, on almost full display. I say that because he only struck out two guys, and eventually he's going to have to develop a get-him-out pitch. Strikeouts are too fashion. It's almost more impressive that he did it with only Grand two balls strikeouts. Are more democratic. And that's his game. I mean, he's yeah. he's always had a big league curveball. I think he's he's starting to get a, a big league cut fastball. He's going to have to develop a, a really solid, I think, third and fourth pitch to become a, a big-time all-star caliber starter but last night he showed glimpses of that I think just the sixth rookie in the wild card era to throw a no hitter first pusher like I said this season to throw wild a card era yes yeah, this is like 99 I think I guess I know, but that's just a weird era to like talk about rookies throwing no hitter I just saw the stat Trevor I know I'm just saying okay <laughs> would you care to do, do you want to do you want to hear the other ones I couldn't even guess it. I know a thousand guesses, but I would, would love to hear them, yes. Tyler Gilbert last season. You looked it up expecting I would ask, right? Yes. <laughs> Chris Heston in 2015, Clay Buckholz in 2007, Annabelle okay. Sanchez in 2006, Bud Smith in 2001, and then Jose Jimenez in 1999. So it bothers me only one of those names I really recognize. And that's you should have recognized more than that. The Clay Buckholz, Annabelle Clay Buckholz, Sanchez. I do know, yeah. Yeah, you should know at least those Played two. Played for the Red Sox, right, I think? or Well, he was... Variety teams, but okay. I think started on the Red Sox. He was, I mean, and then Annabelle Sanchez was with the Cardinals, right? That name does ring a little bit of a bell. The other one just is more familiar with me. Yeah, regardless, I mean, I it's guess, a I rare feat. Smith is a pretty common name too, but I mean, Clay Buckles was on the Blue Jays. Oh, he was. He's, he's on the Blue Jays right now. No. He's not a starter. Uh, take it back. That's the last team that he played for. I was going to say, wait a minute. No. It just says like on his bio, it says current team Toronto Blue Jays. I was like, how do you not know this? And what year does it say it in, like 18 or something? No, 19, 19 was, okay. his, was his last uh, <laughs> last MLB appearance. But yeah, he was with the Red Sox for a long time. Then the Phillies, D-backs, and, and Blue Jays. Um, I'm surprised there's that many rookies, I guess. It's just uh, maybe, I don't know. I guess maybe also I don't realize they're rookies when they do it, opposed to, to Detmer that knew he's a rookie because knowing who he is. And he has been pitching really well all year too, because I got a buddy who lives out in like Arizona. He's a big, he's an Angels fan, and he will like he's, he'll he hit me up. He'll be like, "Oh, Reed's pitching tonight, looking good." Well, his ERA was over six going into last night. He's had some decent starts. He like when he's good, he's real good. He, he has, I think it was the I saw it was the third highest ERA for a pitcher throwing a no hitter in the history of, of really? Major League Baseball, which is is something. ERA's overrated anyway. It, it it's an outdated stat. It's fine. <laughs> it is. It's not, it's not that big of a deal anymore. But props to Reed Detmers. It also does make you think, and I, I hate that it even goes there, but I, it's hard not to. What could have been in that 2020 season where Louisville you was preseason number one? My freaking mind. Because he was. I, I don't know if you remember this. I don't know how many people remember this. He had this big summer where he pitched for USA Baseball and they went on a foreign trip, and everybody, every major league scout is like, this kid all-world. He's setting up for an incredible junior season, and he comes out. He pitched 22 innings before the, the season got ended. He had 48 strikeouts in 22 innings. Oh, it's over. Do the math. That's over two strikeouts per inning. It almost makes me depressed a little bit. And you've got him, and you've got Bobby Miller, who now is everybody thinks is the next big thing with the Dodgers, who's throwing, you know, hitting 101 uh, on the gun and, and looking fantastic. He's your number two starter. Um, you've got Luke Smith, who was the number three starter after coming off of uh, his really good 2019 season. It was the best weekend rotation that Louisville baseball has ever had, and maybe ever will have. And they had the offense to go along with that. They really were hurting the stride right when the season ended. Like that felt, and you hate, you know, it's it's convenient to say something like this, but that felt like the year. I mean, preseason, they were a lot of people pricked them to win the the national title before the start of the season, and when you see what the players from that team are going on to do, it's it, it just makes you even more upset about it. I mean, we talked about this last week, you know, just on a whim, and the some of you know our, our 
most you know sickening what ifs with Louisville sports and we and you know yeah. you know we got to Howard and US Reed and you know every and I guess you know we didn't go as much to baseball because I guess there has been so you know that they've been fewer and far between obviously the I don't remember what the, what the team was the home the foul, foul ball they suddenly called fair oh uh, Cal, yeah. was it Cal State Northridge Cal, it was one of those Cal teams yeah we, we lost to Cal and UC Irvine was the I think the grand slam yeah, the, game the one where the Empire clearly had, yeah had double vision because it was everyone in America and in the world saw it I still foul. mad about it still and, except for that one guy and then uh and but I mean the twenty then I, but you're right last one of the first things I thought was like I was like cool you do no hitter and then like I mean within seconds my mind went. God, that could have been. I mean, that was our 2020 team. Yeah, and I don't know. This may be a weird question because this is a basketball crazy country or area. But if you, if I could have told you go back in time and say you can finish one season between two sports, the 2020 basketball or 2020 baseball, which would you have taken? Probably still basketball, just because I'm so. I mean, I, I, I be. I'm still so curious as how that basketball season would have ended, and I am. Baseball barely even started, though. Baseball had been going on for what a month and a half, I guess. Yeah, something like that. And I think the the baseball team had clearly a better shot to win the national title than the the basketball team did. Number one in the country when it ended, right? They, I think, I don't think they were number one when it ended. Seven bowls, exactly. They were up there. They (laughs) they were they started the season in number one in like you know. 15 of the 25 polls that are out there. <laughs> they were close. They, they definitely were up there because they got off. They had lost a couple of games they weren't supposed to early on. Yeah, and dropped them, which is not abnormal with this baseball program. Look at what we're doing right now. Yeah. Um, we tend to hit our stride about this time of the year every single season, but they were really getting into a groove at that point. They just had dominated Wake Forest in a series when the, the season ended. So, yeah, it's probably just that's my, I guess, my preference for being a bigger basketball fan than baseball. But I, I definitely would say baseball had the better shots to win the national title. That's why I would think baseball would have more of a, somewhat of an argument. Yes, because obviously basketball is. Oh, it's definitely an argument. To I be mean, made. because you have yes the better odds of winning a, and and it, you know what baseball. I mean, baseball's become you know I know it's become as popular as you know more in this area thanks to obviously Dan McDonald, but it has nationally become more popular in college baseball. I mean, college baseball as so. a whole has over the last probably fifteen years has really just I mean. If I mean, I would, I'm safe to say maybe tripled in popularity, if not more than that, since since when I was growing up, obviously. I mean, you can barely remember maybe occasionally seeing, you know, the late stages of the College World Series on ESPN with the aluminum bats popping. But, you know, in the last few years, you see it, you know, you see more and more coverage. I find myself watching more and more college baseball just randomly like on an ACC network or uh-huh. whatever just for a few minutes. I mean, yeah, I just, I think it's – and Louisville's been right on the forefront of that that surge of popularity, thankfully. Can we also – I know I praised him for hosting the show. We have to push back on the – because TJ and Roush have been doing this thing that Kentucky fans love to do where it's like, you guys rip on Calipari for uh, having all this talent and only winning one title. Every time a Louisville baseball player does something like this, it's all that talent and no titles. What's going on? Well, he didn't get to play for a title. <laughs> Awful but. comparison also, because trying to compare John Calipari, who walked into what even rival fans can say, maybe the most tradition-rich program in the history of college basketball, all that money, all that titles, all that built-in fan base, all those decades and decades of success, all those just, you know, if you don't win a national title at UK over 10 years, you're viewed as a failure. 
Dan McDonald walked into a program that had been to one NCAA tournament in its history and never won an NCAA tournament game. Plus, a little harder to turn around baseball in terms of recruiting than basketball. It is. Also, that was the easiest to do, the quickest turnaround in any sport. Louisville baseball never been a number one overall seed. They've never gone into a college World Series as an overwhelming favorite to get the job done and win the national title. And also, like maybe most importantly at all, of all, when you're trying to draw this comparison, Louisville's never even had a top three recruiting class in baseball, whereas Kentucky had the number one class, like what, seven years in a row or something. So you can make the case that you know these guys are going to Kentucky already built in as guaranteed lottery picks, whereas Louisville, I think Dan McDonald's coach, you can make the argument we're taking these three and four star prospects and making them into Major League Baseball first round draft picks like the comparison is just it's it's just wrong but you know it's uk fan logic it's just hate because the bat cats have never been never gotten to our level well they've gotten to our level once and then we knocked them back down came close they got to to a super regional once and then you know they came here and got smacked around and sent back home and that's a little close to the sun and we said nope get away the best part about the emergence of louisville baseball is it have and i know I've, i've said this to you before it happened right in 2007 when uk football was was being UK football and the basketball program was on the verge of just total disaster with Billy Gillespie. And they latched on to the fact that they were the number one baseball team in the country and leaned into it so hard. Like, Oh my baseball town, baseball town. And we limp into the NCAA tournament that same year. They get bounced in their own regional on their home field by, I think, like Kent State or something. We go to the College World Series, and they can't say bleep about us going crazy about it because they've been talking baseball in our ears that entire year. It was wonderful. And since then, we've seen what's happened with the two programs. Anything more fun than watching us just, just bomb Oklahoma State? That was, was Maybe the bad choice of terms with the with the, with their history in Oklahoma City. True, but, true. But, but still. <laughs> Phrasing. Phrasing's important. This... I maintain that the the regional before that super regional where they went to Missouri is maybe the most underrated Louisville sports event of all time. Like the read the the oral history that our comedy put together with all the players from a few years ago is fantastic on Card Chronicle. I'm not just saying it because it's on my site, but they they go there they play Miami, who's perennial powerhouse in the two three game. They're supposed to lose led by a Miami transfer and Chris Dominguez, and he and he's hearing about it. like he mm-hmm. he knows all these guys like they know how good they are. It's a like they, they, I think they fall behind like Zach Pitts was our number one starter. He gets bat like just destroyed early on like gives up eight runs in the first two innings or something. And we're playing from behind. We end up winning like thirteen to nine or something in some slugfest. We play Missouri the next night lose a hard-fought game, and there's all this bad blood. Like, the team's almost getting a bunch of fights. We beat Miami again, and then advance to, you know, we got to beat Missouri twice on their home field to advance out of the regional. Chris Dominguez hits a grand slam and is, like, flexing around the bases. Like, the bench is clear. Like, they bean Dominguez. Like, it's going back and forth. He then hits a walk-off home run. He was a beast. He was an absolute beast. And so, like, the teams are almost fighting after that game, knowing that they've got to play winner-take-all the next day. They Like, the day before they get to the field – the teams are like going at it before the game. Like they're like, they're talking bleep to the, our coaches and stuff. Like our coaches are getting into it. Like one, their war- teams are warming up and a, lo- a ball gets loose from a Louisville player. Missouri player comes up, picks it up, like throws it over the fence. Like it's just the most heated game of all time. First inning, Chris Dominguez comes up, bases loaded, booed by like, I remember watching the game roundly. Just, I've never heard that booze that loud. First pitch hits at about 8,000 feet, grand slam. Set the tone. We blow them out. Like that whole weekend was so phenomenal. It was such a fun, fun, fun tournament. There's uh, very fun memories. Yeah, I, I mean, I was all and I mentioned Dominguez, and I won't forget because he was probably my favorite. He's probably still. He's probably my favorite Cardinal baseball player. I mean, it's mainly because like 
I got that was the early you know, first McDonald year in that season. I've talked about like I, I would cover that team for the. Elias report. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't. I didn't ask for credentials. Didn't even bother McKinney. I just went and walked up the steps, and it'd be me and the the guy running the scoreboard. The girl does the music, and you know, Sean Moss would be in, and would be in the next room, you know, calling the game. And me and Howie be the only two media people just sitting there. And I mean, no one even asked me for that. We just walk up there. I mean, we're just chatting along, watching these games, and you know, I'd get, and of course, the player McDonald would come up and talk to Sean after every game, and <clears throat> excuse me, and I would I would kind of ask him for a couple quotes here and there as well, and Chris was always one. So I was, even though I was like mid-20s, like 26 or whatever at the time, 27, I'm like, I, I was almost like a 17-year-old kind of because I was yeah. just getting into the baseball thing of college baseball sports. So, I mean, he was always kind of my, he's always my favorite player, and I know he's going to coach at Miami now, and it's like, I wish he'd come here and just like join back this staff like i know it's probably not going to happen or yeah. maybe not anytime soon but and then of course the next year was i get into radio and the one of the first remotes i do we do at the louisville uk game and i get to, i go to the game we go to the game and i don't know if you remember this game i vaguely remember the score but you know kentucky's leading the whole way we come back dominguez with a game-winning uh like double in the not bomb of the ninth we win the game and place is going nuts and I was I. Somebody thought I was Zach McCrite. And, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was a fun time. I mean, I, I'd said for years that Louisville was an underrated baseball town. Just as somebody who grew up here, like yeah. playing baseball, and that was the fun. One of the other really fun parts about that 07 was it was loaded with guys that I had either played with or against growing up. Um, even like the, the guys out there from Owensboro, like Logan Johnson, I, I'd known yep. him growing up. A couple that. of my teammates from Trinity were on that team. A, a couple kids that I'd played AAU ball with were on that I think team. I'm friends with all of them on Facebook too. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was really fun to see that happen and just really cool to was see it, was it Alonzo was the pitcher I believe or catcher, Derek Alonzo catcher it was real he's f- the one that would come out to Delilah sounds right I remember I feel I, like that's I feel like that's I right because I'm almost positive it was him because it would drive me nuts every game he'd come out hey there Delilah and it would just get stuck in my head for nine innings uh, it was a wonderful <laughs> wonderful time right, we had to take a break we talked over the top of the hour when we come back uh, we actually didn't talk about any of the things that I teased there before the last segment we'll ended, it again. which is about right uh, we'll, we'll talk about uh, Nick Saban's comments about the tampering with Tyler Harrell uh, we'll talk about the, the scheduling news with the ACC there's more on that today we'll give a quick Amani Bates update we'll do all that stuff coming up in hour number two and text us on the Thornton text line at 502-414-1450 we'll be right back with the second hour of the Mike Rutherford show on 1450 the big X Ready for some breaking news, Trevor? We got breaking news here to start the second hour of the Mike Rutherford Show. Folks, this is not a test. The Cincinnati Reds have won two series in a row. Two series in a row. Now I'm feeling dizzy. There was a guy, apparently, I saw this yesterday uh, via the Action Network. A better at Caesars placed a $1,000 wager on the Reds to win the NL Central. Would you care to guess how much a one thousand dollar wager on the Reds to win the Central? This is this is when they were six and twenty three. How much do you think that bet would pay? 
$750,000. This guy's feeling good right now. I think like 150 to one or so. More than that did, I guess. You know, if I had been the Reds, I simply would not have lost 21 of 22 games. That's simply right. Because besides that, they're, you know, <laughs> they're okay. They're, they're above 500. If you take that, that streak of 22 games out of the equation, they split with the Braves. They won one game against the Cardinals. They now have won two series in a row. They're a young team with, with talent. If Phil Castellini had just shut his GD mouth, maybe we wouldn't have had any of these issues and the team wouldn't have stopped playing. Meanwhile, the Blue Jays have on a losing streak ever since. They, can, they are coinciding. You can't stop Dylan Lawson. You can't stop him. He's the best hitting coach in the history of baseball. I mean, when you were like, when, when you stabbed me in the back and told me you were going to be an honorary Yankee fan of that this I, year, I'm sorry. Stabbed me in the back. I've known you for almost a year. You've known this guy for like 20 years, but no. More than that. No. <laughs> Pretty much my entire life. Still think I get stabbed in the back. Part of me was hurt. And then the other, then I started thinking about it. I go, yeah, but he has horrible luck with professional teams. It's true. Like, if he picks the Yankees, this might work out better for me. This is true. And no. Well. I think we've lost three out of four to the Yankees since we lost We lost the series to the uh, the Cleveland. Don't know. I won't say their names. The uh, it's, And then we lost. We lost. Yeah, like, yesterday, the Yankees on a bullpen. We lost today now. 5-3 to the Yankees. Cleveland Covidians. The Covidians. Didn't they come out with COVID today? <laughs> Speaking I, of, I was in the hospital yesterday. No, There's a product. They gave me a breathing treatment. And, like, the... <laughs> The name of the company that made like the little tube in the breathing treatment I saw was Covidian. And I'm like, what an unfortunate name to be in medicals. Imagine trying to pitch that as a medical salesperson in 2020 through 2022. <laughs> Poor guy. Like you see that, it's just like, oh. It's like SNL did a skit after 9-11 where it was like all the people with unfortunate – like. My name is Al. I run a car dealership. My last name is Jazeera. It's like Al Jazeera's car dealership. That's how I feel about it if you had like COVIDian. Or did you ever watch the show? I picture the salesman for that place coming home and his wife. She's screaming at him. The bills are due. He's like, honey, I'm trying the best I can. No one will let me in the door. Did you ever watch the, the cartoon Archer? I know it, but I never watched it. Very funny. Loved it. It was one of those where I kind of lost track of it after a few seasons. But you know, yeah, he's a... You know, they're they're super spies or whatever, and the the private organization that they work for is named ISIS, which became not so cool later on in the show. And the show was still airing when all the ISIS stuff started happening. Just you know, Covidian maybe think about changing that name. Just just you know, Providian. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Sean Moth texted me during the break. Another name, right? Sean Moth texted me during the break. First of all, he said, wow, that's the last time I organized a neighborhood candlelight vigil based on a tweet. <laughs> I appreciate it. How are the Avalanche doing, by the way? How, um, how you're all Colorado Avalanche doing? My guarantee came true. I said, I guarantee they sweep the Preds. They swept the Preds. Good, good, good. Yeah, he said, after looking good. And he also mentioned Chris Dominguez is now a full-time assistant at Bellarmine. I had no idea. I guess I remember seeing that now that he says it. This is assuming his first year there because I'm swore he was last year at Miami. I, I know he was on Miami's staff, and so, I don't know if he was like a full time assistant. I think he was a first base coach. Maybe that's what it, I don't. That's what I thought because I, I was watching because the only reason it came to my attention was watching. I don't know if it was Louisville versus Miami or just a random Miami game, and they just happened to bring it up when I when I had it on. That he was, I thought the first base coach. Well, he's he's closer now to your dream. I, of I want him coaching on the at staff. Louisville. Yeah, I mean, bring him on. I mean, he was. I mean, he he's he was our he was our our, our guy. He's kind of like to he's the our Daryl Griffin to the basket to the baseball program. He so, he brought us. He was the opened up the door, helped us get in. So he coached at Bellarmine in 2020, then went to Miami last season 2021, huh. and then now is back at Bellarmine for this year. Do you think he missed being at Bellarmine or something? Just didn't like being back home at Miami. 
I don't know. Because, you know, 2020 was the COVID season, so maybe it got cut short. And That's he, true. Yeah. I don't know. But that was their last year in D2. Maybe he's he's back now that they're D1. And Okay. Yeah. I mean, it still seems kind of like a step down. But then again, you know what? Maybe he wants to just be in Louisville. He wants to be in Louisville. That's fine because that means he wants to come and join this uh Doing the, the McDonald's staff, and eventually in 20 years after McDonald's won five straight titles, he's going to step down, and Dominguez will take over and keep the uh, dynasty rolling. What does Miami have that Louisville doesn't? I have as no, a city. It's not as if I have set my you know standards high or anything. Texas just says Blue Jays lost. <laughs> hey, I have comfort knowing that it was our starter uh, Barrios that just got hammered today and gave all five of the runs in five innings, of course. Texas Reds win again. Take away that 121 hiccup. This is a special season. I'm telling you. If they could have just, I would have lived. And you're beating a decent team. You beat the Brewers are good. I right? know. I, I could have lived with the with like a one in twenty one run in August or something. I just want. I want to keep. I want to stay interested until the All Star break at least. Like that's that's all I was asking for. That was the bar that I set, and they could not come close to clearing it. But well, they, they're playing well. They're now. on their way back. I mean, this could be a. You're not in last place, are you? Still, or did you move out? No, you're still in last. When the Cubbies oh, yeah. are we're, having a bad year. Hey, we're all those great Cubby fans right now when you're yeah, 10 19. But at least they seem like they have stuff to get excited about in the next couple of years. <laughs> I would trust their front office more than I would trust ours. I'll I mean, say that. The Cubs are just going to be like, hey, World Series, though. Less than 100 years ago. Yeah. What year was the Cubs? Was it 17 or 18? 18, was it? No. 16, right? 16, yeah. It was before, yeah, you're right, because it was before we started doing KRC. Because so, yeah. that's when the, the world started ending. Like, the, the Cubs is when they, you know, when the Cubs won the World was, Series. Yeah, you're right. It was 60, yeah, because they... They, they beat, burned something in the wormhole, and they, they, the whole world has been a simulation <laughs> since then. They beat Cleveland, who beat us in the ALCS, so... I still can't believe it happened. It was so, a, fun, a fun series, though. Great series. Incredible that series. Was, yeah, it was a really good series. Texture says the UK fan texture. How many number how many number one ranked teams has Louisville won the series against this year? That's right. UK beat Tennessee. They took two or three from Tennessee oh, last week. Oh, I saw that, yeah. Um, didn't we beat Notre Dame when they were number one? Oh, we did. That's right. We swept them. Oh, oh. Yeah. early in the season, uh, and but that, still. And then, I, I'm sorry. Did you say we swept them? Swept them, opposed to only winning two out of three. Yeah, that would be better in my opinion, and I think a fact. Yeah. Oh, now who's feeling crunchy? Love it. <laughs> that go the way you thought it was going to go, Texture? No. <laughs> nope. Yeah. I'm, I'm a p- <laughs> What was it, salmon or trout? Tuna. Tuna, that's what it was. <laughs> I'll on. take those odds. I've got taste for lion blood now. <laughs> we formed it with some trout. <laughs> we will aggressively hunt you. <laughs> we've slowly come on the ground. And we'll take small breaths. Then we'll go back. And then we'll get back more. You know what we decided? <laughs> Tuna tastes good. Maybe the better scenes of that movie. <laughs> oh, it's it 100%. Yeah. Texas Sean Moth yesterday in the most monotone baseball play-by-play voice just tearing Wake Forest staff, sports administration, fans, and facilities apart, at least in regard to the baseball experience over the weekend. God, I love Sean Moth. I mean, yeah, the fact that he doesn't change his tone is just makes it so much greater. Texas says Notre Dame doesn't count. They aren't in the conference. Well, they are. They're in the ACC. For every yes. sport besides football. If that's the same Texer, dude, you're it 0 is. for 2, It is. 0 man. for 2. Come on, Texer. Come on, man. I'll take your pot and chiropractor recommendation. I appreciate that. <laughs> but the baseball talk, you're, you're swinging and missing I here. Think, I think you might want to lay off the pot and chiropractor. You might get, get on the Google here, buddy. Texas says the Ricketts family sucks, too. And as a Cubs fan, I'm definitely still coasting off of, tw- off of 2016. I, yeah, mean, I would be, too. It's if a you're a series. real Cubs fan, and I say that with – emphasis because yes i mean let's be honest Thank you. Uh, yeah if you're a real cubs fan you yes you need to be hanging i hell i mean I, i'm in a similar boat not to a worse degree but as an eagles fan you don't think i still hang on to 17 
our Super Bowl championship. I mean, I would. It's now five years old, and it seems like still yesterday. I still bring it up regularly. Texas says, so glad to have you back safe, Mike. If it weren't for you, given my distance and the recent scandals, I probably would have checked out years ago. So you're to blame. I mean, credit. <laughs> P.S. If you need a relaxing <laughs> vacation, you can come out here to San Diego and stay in my guest bedroom. P.P.S. The guest bedroom is in the Murphy bed in my living room. I, I, thank you, our San Diego listener. I applaud you. Hold on. He's got a, I've never met anyone who actually had a Murphy bed. Well, our guy Eddie does. And he, where they, but by the way, it's not the Jack Murphy Stadium anymore. It's not. We found that yeah, out. Named after the, the inventor of the Murphy bed. Checking all the boxes here. I would. Would you? I would. Ha, I would like to. Have, I would kind of cool to have a Murphy bed. Is that something I'm like too old for now, though? Given your situation, no. You're probably okay. You can probably get away with it. Like, because I, I was talking about yesterday. TJ was mentioning. You know, I talked about how old you. What, what age is the cutoff for having the mattress on the floor? You know, when Scoots was a top eighteen topic. I think in early twenties, but and and I mentioned you know when I was in my first apartment I, had, I slept on a futon. Of course, I was you know sixteen, so and I did that for like a year. But I'm, that's uncomfortable. Like a yeah. Murphy bed's got to be more like a Murphy bed though. It's got to be the comfort level of like a fold out couch out of a, a a bed out of a couch. I think though. Yeah, I, I slept broke on those with an ex girlfriend once. Yeah, well done. <laughs> nah, I mean, thank you. The summer, <laughs> the, that summer I lived in Iowa, I slept on an air mattress, which is a step below both Ooh, of those things. That's bad. Actually, man. most nights I just slept on the couch. Yeah, it I would have. Air mattress was terrible. I can't. I've been, I've tried an air mattress once before. Not not doing good. It, yeah. Texas, if Kentucky passes a medical marijuana bill, it's sure to be called the CC bill. Multiple events needing the pots for the fix. <laughs> fix. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I mean, it's called pots. I mean, it kind of tells itself. In 35 years from now, we make it a CC bill. The last state to do it. Texas baseball is also a sport with much more parity than basketball. Yeah, it is. It's we, We've mentioned this before. It's, I think it's harder. I'm not just saying this as a fan of a program that's been very good but has not gotten to the top of the mountain. I, I think it's tougher to win a championship in, in baseball than it is in basketball. I would agree. Even when you're very good. It's tough in both sports. It is. The baseball postseason is so bizarre and just open for – weirdness every year which is why you get weirdness pretty much every year football probably the toughest did you have to i mean you're literally having to win every game all year long i mean well football's the toughest because half the sport has no chance going into it so yeah I'm, I'm a high percentage yeah probably less than even more than that yeah uh texas even though the ncaa tournament is a crapshoot basketball is still the biggest crapshoot of a sport that exists baseball is still the biggest crapshoot of a sport that exists i agree we just said that um when baseball, do, baseball you can get upset the talent level doesn't all. I mean, you could have one great pitcher on a a bad baseball team and get shut out. Where you have one good player on a basketball team, odds are you're gonna still win nine out of ten times. The UK Texter's waving the white flag now. <laughs> He's giving up. So never mind. They're in the ACC. You guys win. Uh, this is when we welcome Jim Halpert to Louisville Phantom. Have you seen this that I put I out there? Loved. It. I loved it so much. I retweeted it. So, which you rarely do. I know. So I mean, there's a. There's a TikTok account. I've only seen this because people have posted some of his work before on uh, on Twitter. But there's a TikTok account. The guy's name is. Let me look it up real quick here. It doesn't really matter what the guy's name is, but it's he goes it by. Doesn't matter. What it doesn't your matter what your name. Is. He goes by No Problem Gambler, and his whole account is dedicated. People will send him like from movies or TV where there's a game on in the background or. Like you know, the most famous one is probably the Ferris Bueller game. People have tried to figure out what exactly the date is that they're watching the game or no, what they're going to the game. I never thought about that. That surprises me. It seems like something that would be right up your alley. The, what comes to my mind when you mention that is is the what's the score? Nothing, nothing. Who's winning? Yeah, the Bears. exactly. So people have tried to figure out what day that was and what the the footage is and and all that stuff. 
so he has a whole account. People will be like, I was watching Ghostbusters, and there's a when they're at the restaurant, there's a quick clip of a football game on in the background. Can you find out what game this is? And he goes through his process of, and he does it all the time. It's, it's Lord, fascinating. I, I had a wormhole sometimes to go down with things, but so his one today, I guess it was posted yesterday. The episode for The Office where Jim goes to visit Pam when she's at art school, I think like season three, or season four. He there's a scene where she's an RA and she's dealing with a, a sad student. And so he's hanging out like in the, the dorm room lobby and just watching a baseball game. Okay. It's a very quick clip. Like you see yeah. the screen, like boom. Vaguely remember it, but okay. Remember. And so this guy, somebody tried to find like what, what like, like what game is this? And he's like, I thought it would be kind of easy because they've got the score at the top. It says Diamondbacks versus somebody. But it turns out he's like, it's very obvious that, the, that neither one of those teams are the team in the picture because they've never worn these uniforms. So it's clearly just a like, NBC like put that graphic up there so he tries to figure out who these teams are where the game's being played anyways long story short you can watch the video yourself I put it on Car Chronicle today it's on Twitter too it's a Louisville Redbirds game where they're on the road I think playing the Buffalo Bison and he's, he, he finds it by the way is the team for Toronto uh, awesome and I, I say Halpert is a Louisville Redbirds fan he's probably more likely to be a Bison fan in this case because they're closer to, yeah. to Pennsylvania he's, he's a Eagles fan he's a Phillies fan yeah. as well so Jim Halpert, welcome to Louisville Redbirds fan. But it was a game from 1989. He found no, out. 92. What? It was 92. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. I literally just watched it in the car before we came in. Here. That's right. Because it, yeah, because it was I, the la- it was the last year that we were uh, one of the, uh, not the last year we were there, but um, we wore that the 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 logo that he pointed out that, that led him down the middle right. of the L. And, and also because I, I remember I actually put this in the story. Next month is going to be the 30 year anniversary of that game. I'm like, let's have a you know, Greg Galliette. Promotional night. There it is right there. He was there. Office <laughs> night. Let's make it happen. But that was just a, a cool thing. Love seeing Louisville pop up and random stuff like that. But it's a it's a cool account at No Problem Gambler. You, it's an easy way to lose like a afternoon, just finding out all the different ways that he has discovered what game it is. It, it's an, a fascinating process. Fascinating is one word, it's, but it's a great, it's a, it's a cool idea. It's weird because, I mean, why why would it have that footage? I, no, I guess stock footage. I guess it's it's free and available. And you I can mean, post it. here you're talking. To the, 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 I mean, he mentions in the the TikTok that you know the the episode was from like 2008. I want to say. Uh huh. So I mean, and obviously by 2008, I mean we were far from being a little Redbirds. I mean, at that point, they may have already been reestablished in Memphis. For all I remember, no, but yeah, it just it seemed weird to have that on there. And it, it was kind of cool though, because I mean, I've, I've mentioned it. I don't know before, but like the '90 team was like one of my favorite teams because my mom dated one of the pitchers. So I got to like go into the lo- like the clubhouse and sneak in. After he got called up to St. Louis, I got actually kept like his super his Nintendo and like a few of his games. He's like he just gave them to me. Uh, shout out to Omar Oliveris, uh, who who's one of the if you know his name one of the one of the more better hitting pitchers for a long time with the Rockies and so forth. But he was gone by that time, unfortunately. But it made me think like I, one of the first things I did was I went and looked up. I was like, well, who all was on maybe that '92 team? And we had some we had some names on there. Who was on there? Well, for was example, Brian Jordan playing then? He was gone. Uh, a lot of the guys that were on the 90 team that I remember with Omar, with like Bob Tewksbury, Chris Carpenter, uh, you mentioned Brian Jordan. A lot of them had already been called up by, within two years. I went to a game when I was at, when I was going to school at Wilder. We did a thing where if you raised, it was one of those, if you raised the most at their can drive, you got to go 
take a school day to go to a Redbirds game, and we were one of the schools that got to do it. And I remember Brian Jordan was a Redbird then, and I loved him. He, he, yeah. he had a bomb that day. It was like the cool – I kept score. It was like the greatest thing of all time. So the the, the uh, less forgotten Deion Sanders of, of sports because he played for the Falcons and the uh, Cardinals. That's right. He was a defensive back. And I had season tickets in 94, 95. But uh, some names that did stick out, Todd Zeal. Do you remember that name? Of course. Uh, a very seldom used – Andreas Galarraga. Nice. Was on that team as well. Great swing to imitate. Uh, who were some of the other names? That, that, those are the two that really stuck out the most that I, that I first saw. I don't think there was any major pitch. I'm sure there's names of guys. Oh, Ozzy Canseco. Oh, nice. I remember getting his card and thinking I got this great steal of like a, an error in a card. I'm like, it says Ozzy. His real name's Jose. Like, <laughs> the kid in me was so excited. Like, I thought I had, like, this Billy Ripken, like, remember the bat card? Yes, the nephew. Oh, uh, yeah. Of course. And I thought I had, like, this version of his card. I'm just, like, I'm just, like, on cloud nine. I remember getting a squeeze play, and they're like, that's his little brother. I'm like, oh, crap. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, those are the only names. And I'm sure there's other names somebody may recognize, but those are the ones that have, looking at the roster here on uh, the great sports reference page, which you knock, but it's apparently helping us out today. Uh, Helping is, you out. That, that, that sticks out to me, yeah. Uh, let's talk about real quickly these Nick Saban A team went 72 and 71, by the way. How? God, they should have been better Jack Kroll was the manager. Get out of here, Jack. Probably a Kroll family with the Reds. Sucks. <laughs> Get him out of here. <laughs> hey, we won that game he was watching, they now pointed out. Was it 6 to 2, I think? 4 you said? to 2. 4 to 2. Did you watch this video? I did. It was like several hours right before I came in here. I mean, it was. I think I finished it Look, right I'm a father of two, recently conquered COVID, now dealing with POTS disease. Leave me alone. I'm doing the best I can here. Fighting for my life on this radio show. I'm out here dying for the people. Let's talk about Nick Saban real quick. Yeah, finally. Most obvious case of tampering in the history of tampering took place when Tyler Harrell Everybody has heard rumors one week that he's going to go to Alabama because they're offering him stuff. He's not even in the transfer portal. Five days later, he's in the the transfer portal. (laughs) He he caught like a pass in this, like a crazy catch in the spring game. He made the probably the only memorable play of the spring game. And then rumors come up that he's going to go to Alabama, enters the portal, visits Alabama, commits to Alabama. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to put all this together. So Saban and and then Scott Satterfield, to his credit, I'll say, kind of called him out. And said like, yeah, I think it's happened. I don't. He's like, I think it's not only him. It's happened before here. Last year we had some guys jump into the portal, and then boom, the next day they're announcing where they're going. You know that something's going on when that's happening. Did and, we have that? Yeah, okay. I mean, according to Satterfield. So that's the like. This is the only way that tampering is going to stop if coaches just start calling out other coaches. Because if it's this good old boy system, then guess what? You guys can bitch and complain all you want. It's not going away. It's going to always continue to happen. But so. Wednesday on at a the I guess a golf tournament. He had a, a brief media session this morning. Nick Saban did, and got asked straight up. Like Scott Satterfield's kind of calling you out, saying you're tampered with Tyler Harrell. Seems like you tampered. Did you tamper? Ooh. And he says we don't tamper with anybody. So I don't know about anything or anybody that tampered with him. Um, and then he goes on to say, I think it's really hard to control third parties, whether it's indirect or direct. Basically saying like. Somebody may have tampered, but I don't know anything about it. Wasn't the the royal we? Wasn't me? I'm not. A, I'm pretty much Alabama. Sounds like, sound like your boy from Hogan's Heroes. Like we know nothing. Pretty much. Yeah. He says when Girl you clump. when you have a guy leave your program to go someplace else the day after a game. I don't have any evidence that anything happened, and I'm not making any accusations. But it makes you wonder, I guess. But hopefully, we have enough honesty and integrity out there amongst us, professionally in our sport, that people are going to abide by the rules. What an absolute jackoff comment! Read it off a paper. It was a paper. Good God! I, I mean, just what are you gonna do? It's 
there's no way because there's no clear evidence that tampering took place. So you well, can't technically call him out. Were they claiming like their assistants were just like refreshing the transfer portal 24-7? His name suddenly popped up. And they're like, call him right now. Well, it was like four days before that, that everybody on both oh, the Alabama yeah. sites and Louisville sites had all heard the exact same we thing. We talked about it on this show. It's yeah, it, it was yeah. Tech, the text line had heard like the yeah. the Thornton's text line knew before Nick Saban did apparently that Tyler Harrell was going to go to Alabama. <laughs> They're like, have you heard about this? I'm like, yeah, everybody's heard about it. See, if Saban had been a listener to the Mike Rutherford show, he would have known. It's just, <laughs> I mean, what? I guess whatever. And I guess I guess been positive though is it's getting more brought to light. Like no one was giving a bleep about Alabama stealing our receiver, but the kid from Pittsburgh to USC is what's right. really triggered this nationally. And I, it, you know what? Props to him because it, it helps us get more reason to complain <laughs> and hopefully get, you know, point out Alabama stealing as well. And Dave Clawson, who's not a Mike Rutherford show favorite. I think we've, we've established that no. not a TK and friends favorite either. No, he hates me. He He's not, he's never coming on the show. No, He was asked about this today and said, it's a, Major issue. Said there doesn't appear to be any enforcement. Nobody's quite sure what the rules are. It's like a road without a speed limit or speed limits that are never enforced. There's no consequence for breaking the law. Yeah. And, and the only way that this is going to change is when you start calling people out. Like, you're, you're going to have to say, yeah, we lost a guy to Alabama. Nick Saban, we know if he wasn't tampering with him directly, his staff sure as hell was. How do we hear about this, but nobody else has heard about it when he's not even in the portal? Now, does that... Does this make us kind of like snitches, though? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's not a good thing, right? Snitches get stitches. I think in this case, snitches deserve medals for correcting the wrongs that are taking place all over the... I mean, I can't think of any other concept where the rat was considered the hero. Well, these aren't street rules. This is a this is an organized. This isn't. <laughs> this is college football. I don't know. You can man. make the comparisons if you want. Like maybe there are certain things that shouldn't be talked about out now, in the public. But this seems like something you should be fine snitching about. Now, TJ yesterday wanted to point out he is tired of us complaining about the tampering. He's, he 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 considers it whining. He's sick of hearing about it from us. But he also, and I can't I can't I've got to quote him on this one. Everyone does it, Trevor. Everyone's tampering. It's a fact. I just can't prove it. I'm like, well, kind of. That's first of all. I don't think he's wrong. First of all, it sounds like something I would say. It's a fact. I just won't. <laughs> there's just no proof of it. There's no proof. <laughs> there's no proof. Just trust me. Yeah. Like, I think you've been hanging around me too much because it sounds like a comment I would make. But so I, I do applaud you for it. And maybe you're right. I mean, there is maybe it's tampering. Which, if that's the case. Then that does kind of bring a downside to the snitching thing, but it needs to be stopped. I mean, if everybody's doing it, then don't be the snitch about it. Well, like we all agree that this shouldn't be happening, though, right? And if the only way to make it stop is to snitch, then but snitching I, is good. I mean, but t- ergo, <laughs> I don't know if you can convince me snitching is good in any argument. Why? No one likes a narc. Well, if snitching ended a whole lot of murder. <laughs> I think we'd all be maybe snitching would get a better rap. Okay, I, I, not not that losing Tyler Harrell is hurtful. I wouldn't know. Still compare it to a mass murderer. Well, you made the comparison. <laughs> you're saying snitching is never good, and you're saying don't be a narc. No, I'm like, okay, have, I, I, snitch, tattletale, narc. I mean, they're still all like frowned upon, like 
things, right? Aspects or I don't think it's an over. Traits. I think well, that's my point. Like I, I think there's a difference. I, I think that there are certain cases where snitches do deserve stitches. I mean, do you? Do you, you should, but I mean, like, you can like still like kind of talk about it without calling them blatantly out, like we've done. Like I mean, I feel like it's never going to change that. I mean, this is kind of like Satterfield kind of whining about the L's down a little bit, maybe to a degree. I disagree with that. I mean, he's whining to daddy now. Now it's you the know, L's down whining was kind of embarrassing. But this is kind of the same thing. He's like, hey, look, they're stealing from me. They're stealing. From but it's blatant cheating. But like, That's like you the said, point. if it happens everywhere and everyone's doing it, which would include us, doesn't that kind well, of... we're not doing it. We're the only ones who aren't. Come on. <laughs> Let me tell it to Georgia Southern. <laughs> <laughs> hey, those guys were in the portal for a long time before they committed here. That's probably true. I don't think we were going after Georgia Southern players in the middle of their season, just like picking out a random Georgia Southern player and being like, hey, that guy would fit well with us next year. Well, we have, it feels like. <laughs> I think there's definitely been tampering. I, I mean, I, I can tell you for a fact, Louisville basketball has tampered with grad transfers in the past um i can tell you for a fact that uh, i'll do my best tj i think everybody on the basketball side of things is tampering a little bit when you when you see certain mid-major players that are putting up massive numbers and that you feel like have games that could translate to a, a higher level you maybe put out feelers there and i think that's been going on for a long time basically since the grad transfer rule became a thing but on the football side, I think it's a little bit harder to detect I who mean, you're going to need. I listen, I'm I'm okay with maybe a little tongue in cheek, like um, hey, you know, maybe if we weren't getting stolen play. And if you want to say something like that, like salty tongue in cheek comment, yeah. But when you point out, like point it out, like and and and, and again, we're not doing once Pittsburgh is doing it with the, the USC situation with Addison, the, the wide receiver as well. But it's like. No, just, I don't know. Well, my I, point is then it if, comes off kind of. If you think it's just whining and tattletaling and you don't think it's going to happen, then the alternative is it's never going to stop. Like well, it's this, probably this, not going to stop anyway. I, I mean, I think that if you had everybody on the same page, like we're going to, if you do this, we're going to call you out. Like all 130 FBS coaches say, if we see a blatant case of this, we're going to call out the guy who's doing it and make it public. Then I think it stops. I don't know. Also, it also makes me worried that because usually the people that do that are the ones that are cheating the most. The ones that point out the stuff. It's like the the, the one that, you know, the the, the guy that, that screams about your, your unmoral is usually the one most likely sneaking into the porn shop at 2 a.m. morning in a trench coat more, seven days a week. You know, I just, I, I, <laughs> I don't What? You know, the people who, like, boycott, like, you know, porn is bad. They're the ones that have probably more porn in their house than anybody. The Tammy Faye Baker kind of. You're drawing yeah. parallels to different worlds that I'm not sure, <laughs> sure correlate exactly. Yes, I found a way to compare Stat Centerfield to Tammy Faye Baker. They both wear a lot of makeup. <laughs> They both have a boat. Remember when, remember when he claimed that he was going crazy and like giant cockroaches were attacking him? Who's so, that? Jim Baker? Jim Baker. When he, when he got caught like basically fleecing all these people from, out of millions oh, of dollars. Yeah. He's like, the cockroaches are coming for me. I'm crazy. Oh, my God. doing the same stuff, too. I... Because Tammy passed away, but I think Jim's still alive. I can't, I can't top that. That's, <laughs> I can't top where that I, conversation just went. I, I, that was the perfect way for that to end. That's it. Bo, Nick Saban, starting point. Tammy Faye Baker, end point. That's the perfect way to, to make this happen. Uh, Texas, I hope TK inherits a porn store one day. I don't. I can't even imagine what would be in that store. I don't I don't want to. I won't go there. Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we, <laughs> text line is, is already having fun. We, we'll, we'll look at the text line. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line, and we'll hope to never relive that conversation ever again. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Oh, I 
Didn't you just play this? No. Or were you just playing it when during the break to get ready? No. I swear I just heard this. I think it's... Am I that sick? No, it's... I think you just probably think all, all Parliament Punkadelic sounds alike. Maybe that's what it was. I could have sworn, because this was in my head after whatever we just listened to the last time. I mean, there's some people who, like, I I mean, I don't love reggae, but I, I, I like reggae. I like your but, every, but it all sounds like Bob Marley, too? Exactly, or, or just in general, a lot of people don't like reggae. They're, one of their biggest things is, oh, you mean there's that music with over the use of the bass and it all sounds the same? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean... Yeah, Parliament I, does all kind of, even though this is technically George Clinton individually. Tom McDonald, I, I know this may be, I don't know if it was still popular with you, but this was like the song at the middle school dance at Westport for me. It was, yeah, it was still very much a, a dance song. I mean, there were other songs, but this was like this, you know, Electric Slide was also among there. And, you know, uh, just, but this was, this was the popular song. I think it came out circa early 90s as well. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, yeah, you also, <laughs> when I sat down today, you were like, I thought you had your, your new computer. I was like, no. You're like, I thought it was gray. I'm like, it is gray. Like, <laughs> What's a dark- what is happening to us? What is happening to Mike Rutherford show? We're all oh, just my losing our minds. Was kicking in. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm blind. When I tried to do the race on Friday, I couldn't even see like the colors or anything. I'm God, that's right. You don't. Yeah, you you never noticed. I had to, I do wear glasses. No, you don't. Well, I'm supposed to, but you don't because I'm very uh, far sighted. Is it, which one's the one where you can't see from far away? That's near sighted though. Yes. Right? It's like Greenland and Iceland type of effect. It's like it's reversed. Right. So I'm near side. Yeah. Like I can't read. Like if I'm driving at night, I it's a little blurry. I don't wear them very often, especially in Louisville, because I know. I mean, I have the roads in the city pretty much memorized. But like if I'm like if I'm trying to like read street signs, I have to wear my glasses. I can't read from far away. And at night, if it rains at night, I really have trouble driving. Actually, I should be driving right at night. That's not good. I mean, I can, but I, I have to go slow. I have to drive like everyone else does when one drop hits the floor, hits the ground in the city. That's understandable. <laughs> um, Thornton Stocks line, 502-414-1450. We had a, a couple of questions about what's going on with the, I guess the two main transfers that we've been talking about on the basketball side of things for the last couple of weeks, um, Tyrese Hunter and Amani Bates. Uh, Hunter is visiting Texas this weekend. There are unconfirmed reports out there that he's down to Tennessee and Texas with a heavy lean towards Texas. I don't know what the NIL money that's being talked about is. but Clearly the, the, the talk of sanctions has scared him away from both us and Kansas. I, I guess. Or the promise of Texas money has brought him to Texas. But, yeah, it does not sound good. We'll see. Who knows? Maybe these reports are premature. Here's hoping because you'd love to at least get him on campus for a visit, if nothing else. And Do we get mad at Texas? This is two, guards in a year, two years in a row they've taken maybe a guard from us. They always take stuff from us. And usually, for the most part, it doesn't turn out well for them. Started with Charlie Strong. I.E. Charlie Strong. Yeah. Um, and Carr didn't have – he played well in the tournament. Marcus Carr, uh, Courtney Ramey went down there. I think he's now about to go to his 15, 15th different school. Uh, I, I mean, feel like I, they've taken – Andrew Jones was originally a guy that we were very high on. Was he? I don't remember that. Yeah, the recruiting part would be – They did take Askew from Kentucky as well, but he's now at Cal. So. Now he's going to Cal. Um, so when you, they take stuff from, from us, it doesn't typically work out very well for them. So – Maybe this will be another case. Did they try, didn't they try to steal Dave McDonald from us, too, at one time? I think that sounds right. I, yeah, because that was when all of our – it was the year that everybody was going to Texas. Because Texas is – I think it was when Texas' manager, who'd been there for like 50 years, he finally retired. That Aggie, yeah, yeah Merlo was, or whatever his I, name I was. I want to say they were the ones that were like going the heaviest after him. I think you're right. I, yeah. I knew it was, a base, it was a heavy baseball program, a rich baseball program, and Texas comes to mind. So Yeah, that's yeah, classic. But so – not sounding great there. Who knows? We'll see. We'll, we'll let it play out. Uh, on the Imani Bates front, I know there was a lot of talk when the crystal ball 
projections started pouring in that this was you know done deal. He's going there, and this could be done very soon. He now has said that he's not making any sort of announcement about a decision until June. Okay, I've got a thought about this. Have you, is it, does it relate to Pierce Clarkson? No. Because my thought is Pierce Clarkson put that out there a couple of weeks ago, the, the infamous quote now about, I know about a guy coming here on the basketball side of things. It's a, it's a big deal, going to be a big splash. Clarkson and all those football kids are visiting in mid-June. Amani Bates now apparently visiting mid-June. Do you think Bates and Clarkson hmm. are friends? Clarkson seems to know everybody. See, see, I guess I'm on the opposite side. This one kind of worries me a little bit. Getting scared? Well, here's the thing. It seemed, until he made that announcement, and I talked about this the last two days, you know, where it's like, we're almost like, just it's it's inevitable. It's not, you know, like, like you know, Snellenberger talking about a national championship. The only question, you know, only... Uh, variables time. Variables time, thank you. I'm tongue-tying myself. The only variable is time, and we kind of figured Bates was going to pick Louisville, like, the last week or so. Yeah. I mean, and it seemed the only competition being DePaul and Eastern Michigan. And with everybody else just dropping off. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it feels like him pushing the decision back. It's his way of saying, like, I don't really want to go to Louisville. I'll go to Louisville, but... Somebody else step up? I, somebody else... Yes, yeah, somebody else... Let, let, let's... You people don't believe in me. I'm only getting to Paul in Eastern Michigan. Louisville's good, but, you know, they're not going to let me play point guard. We've already kind of talked about that, where it's, you know, the even though things are tight-lipped it, it, in, in Cardinal, the coaching staff, it seems to be that Payne's told him, you know, you can, we want you here. We wouldn't mind having you here, mm-hmm. but you're not going to get your way. You're not going to be point guard. I just, I think I, I, that's the first thing I thought when I saw it because I'm like, he hasn't signed yet. It seems to be us. Now he's pushing back to a, you know a month from now. Maybe he's just thinking, hoping he's going to get something a better. A, what he's, he's hoping for a better offer, not that he won't still end up here. Maybe I hope you're wrong, but it certainly could be like that. It's plausible. Um, I always look at the negative. I guess in too many things. Though, yeah, I mean, you just you're, you're rational. You're trying to be reasonable. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. So th- those are the only two updates we have. Not. As positive as I'm sure everybody wanted. Um, hopefully we can start. We still have four scholarships out there. And we have, I think, significant needs to address, namely in the backcourt. So hopefully we can, if it's not Tyrese Hunter, if it's not Imani Bates, hopefully we can go out and land some other splashy transfers. I mean, I know I know Mosley's still available. Mosley's still available. And his whole thing, a lot of people have said, is that what kind of nicks Louisville for him was he didn't want to play with Imani Bates. Um, <laughs> really? But also it sounds like Duke is is a heavy leader for him. Uh, They're going to be tough to beat out in this particular case. Um, we'll see. I think Malachi Smith from Chattanooga is the other one that I would really, really like if I'm Louisville. Jeff Greer says he'd take him over Hunter. He says he's he likes him that much, and he thinks he's a perfect fit for what we need. And we, we need outside shooting at this point. Well, he fits that. I he'll fill that role. We need someone who could be, you know, if you don't label him just point blank a point guard, we need someone, a facilitator, a, a ball handler. I mean, somebody that that can that can start the offense. I mean, we, we, sure. need, we need someone like that, and, and this is a knock on L. Ellis because he's the only one we have. Yeah. I mean, he gets in foul trouble. If he gets hurt, I mean – he just gets winded in the game. I mean, you, you've got to have a second option, and we don't have anybody. It isn't like, oh, well, our second option is you know a huge step down to player B. There is no player B. C, D, F, G, nope. X, Y, Z. There's none of them on there. And that's so, I mean, we need and, – and while Hunter would be just a great addition, we've got to have somebody. And the rest of the guys on that list, we talked about Adam Miller and Theo Pinson out of LSU, don't seem to be heading this way. Miller's looking, talking about going back to LSU anyway. Didn't he already announce that? I think it seems to be that's like it sounded back to returning to LSU and somebody else. I think. Okay. 
And Pinson, TJ, you know, brought up, I think, was looking at, like, Missouri and somebody else. He's, like, cut his list down, and we're not on it, obviously. So, I mean, and, and I know those are just two names I've used because they're, like, the only two, like, in the last remaining names of the top ten transfer portal point guards. There are obviously, I'm sure, other point guards out there, but if, and I don't know who they are. I sure as hell hope Kenny does or, or J- Jameson does or Nolan does or somebody does because, yeah. Give him a call, guys. We we need we need to we need to bring in somebody, anybody, even it's Jared West again. Yeah, and I feel like we're now trending back towards kind of how I thought this was going to go all along, which is we won't really be able to judge the staff in year one because they're not going to be able to assemble the type of roster that we all hope they're going to be assemble able to assemble moving forward. I did think it was, and I haven't heard the entire interview yet, so I don't want to. I guess dive into his comments that I haven't heard, but I did see Kenny Payne went on the Field of 68, the podcast network today, and one of the quotes that I've seen being tossed around there, he got asked straight up, like, "Do you, how much do you think it's affecting your recruiting right now? The NCAA stuff still hanging over your head. Did my boy Dostra ask that question? I don't, I don't know. Uh, and he said, he was like, not at all. Like, we're not hearing that at all. Like, we're preaching culture and all that. And if that's the case, then it, like, you know, like, Get, get us Tyrese Hunter. Like, get us some of these players that we need to have for next year if we're going to be competitive. It scare us, but I think it definitely scares Tyrese. That's I mean, what I'm saying. Like, like you know, it's you can't say that it's not affecting you at all if we're not getting the types of players that it seems like we should be, like Sean McNeil picking Ohio State before even visiting here. Like, that's if it's not because he knows Ohio State's eligible for the tournament next year and he doesn't know that about Louisville, then that's not great. He's a Kentucky kid who I think a lot of people said wanted to play here and then didn't even end up making it to campus for a visit. So like it's, I like that he's saying that I like that he's trying to, to maintain some positivity, but I'm kind of hoping that we're not getting some of these kids because of the NCAA stuff. I think that's best case scenario for the future of the program. I mean, I think it's kind of glaring that the one, the the guys, I guess I see guys, I guess it's only, I shouldn't pluralize it because it's actually singular in terms of, rec- of transfers, is a multiple-year guy in, in BHH. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 yeah, cause, I mean, I keep forgetting, like, Lands and Reese are both actual freshmen, so there's a, they're part of the class, but don't count as the grad, as the transfer level that we're looking at. And, uh-huh. I mean, Bates, obviously, a multi-year guy. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I mean... It's, but Hunter would be, too. I mean, he was just a freshman last year. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and I think that's why I think we, that's why I felt a little better about, you know, warm and cozy inside about maybe having a chance with him. Uh, Thornton Stacks on here. We'll read a couple of these before we have to go to break. Texture says, those Nick Saban comments have a lot of Coach K, Duke doesn't cheat vibes. Yeah, you can draw some parallels between Saban. Although there's never been... It's Saban. It's the same guy that said, I swear I'm not leaving the Dolphins. And then two days later was the coach coach of Alabama. I also don't feel like the media has tried to paint Saban or Alabama as this bastion of integrity and the sea of you know scandal. Like they just tried to do with Duke for a while. And like Coach K got... Coach K got propped up as the, you know, he he wins and does it the right way for a long, long time, which was patently false. And Saban has never really gotten that treatment, I think both because of his past and probably because of Alabama's past. But now he does try to kind of, I think, play the same role that K did with basketball. Like, you know, everybody else may be doing this, but I can't speak for everybody else. Like, come on. Everybody cheats, even the great John Wooden. He did. Sam Gilbert. Yep, exactly. Texas says props to Satterfield for snitching out Saban. West Coast cruising in a low rider, bumping bump on the sunset. <laughs> I, I like how you give him props, but you also admit he did snitch. He did. Like you, you can, you can, if you want to be on the ba- on the side of I'm good with snitching, that's fine as long as you accept that it was a snitch. Is it really? I mean, you, you keep using snitching. He's just telling the truth. 
that's but you're you're, you're telling on someone who's breaking a rule. That's the good. That's you should. That's snitching. Yes, sure. Snitching can be good. This is not. This is not the streets. This is college football. This is sports. Oh no, it is the streets when it comes to college football. I don't know. It's the, not the wild west. No, this is boys in the hood. Texas says it sucks <laughs> to lose Harold, but South Carolina tampered with Louisville's coach, so Sat shouldn't cry too much. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, see, but I mean, that's not really again. Harold wasn't in the transfer portal. Well, he technically was when he left, but I agree. Yeah, I mean, that, that wasn't the, the that wasn't where the tampering took place. The tampering was he's not in the transfer portal. Somehow, everybody knows that he's going to go to Alabama. He goes in the portal, takes a visit to Bama, commits to Bama. Like that was the sequence of events. Fishy, shall we say? <laughs> Texas has just got in the car. Good to hear you back on radio, Mike. Thank you. Uh, Texas says Trevor is tired of running into all the trench coat wearing hypocrites in the porn shop. <laughs> I am. I take all the good stuff. Texas says it's been years since I wore a giant trench into a porn store. <laughs> it's been years. I like how he admits he's done it before. Texas says it sounds like Texas may have tampered with Tyrese Hunter. Well, he's but again, he's in he the portal. He's in the portal, yeah. Texas says Mandela effect running full strength today. <laughs> yeah. Texas says, Trevor, I hope your insurance agent isn't listening. I'm not sure that's an issue. I don't have an insurance. Yeah, I don't have it. <laughs> what did I say about my insurance that would have been bad? Texas says, Trevor <laughs> saying he has Louisville Roads memorized is scary based off of previous comments. Yeah, well, it dep- let me rephrase that, I guess. Yeah, I, I should should should, should uh, clarify this. I have, like, East End Roads memorized. Like, anytime I go, like, South End Elitist. or West End, I have to, like, I'm GPSing it. Like, even in Louisville, I'm GPSing South End and West End. Texas says, what? Which isn't a good thing because GPS is not the most accurate. <laughs> that means I, had to, I was trying to go go somewhere out in the south end the other day, and I put this address in, and it was for a, it was for a baseball field. Uh-huh. And I kid you not, it takes me to this neighborhood. I'm Why like, are you going to a baseball field in the south end? I was going to try. These are the questions that I just I don't ask. I shouldn't, my, have, shouldn't have no, asked. No, I was going to get my check from Dugan. Oh, okay. My paycheck from Dugan. And uh, <laughs> so <laughs> he was out there watching his tray play baseball. Oh, gotcha. So I was like, I was like, he's like, I got the check on me. I'm like, well, I'll come out there and get it from you real quick. And so I'm going, he, he tells me where it's, I put it in the address in my phone. And I'm going out there and it like takes me to this neighborhood. So first I'm thinking, okay, maybe it's just like going to cut through the neighborhood. And so I'm trusting it all the way. And I get to this like cul-de-sac. I feel like I know what baseball field this is. It's Derby City Field. <laughs> well, that's not South End, really. It's Spalding. Oh. It's off the highway. Not where I go. Okay. <laughs> it's all South If I don't know it, it's South End. So I go there and I get to the uh, I get to this cul-de-sac and it's like, the destination is on your left. And it's this ni- nice house. Like nowhere near. Like it's, it's a residential house in a cul-de-sac. And I, part of me was like, if I was a real bleep hole, I'd just pull in this driveway and like walk into the front door and knock on it and be like, hi, this says I'm a Derby God. <laughs> but the weird thing was. Derby like, feels great. It was. I, I, and I eventually found it. So Great park. I did get paid. I feel like there were so many when I started being able to drive. I feel like I knew my way around Dixie Highway better than like my own area of town because oh, we, there were so many baseball tournaments and fields yeah, out there in yeah. South End. Uh, and all of them, of course, like are off, off of Dixie. I don't know any. I'm so bad off that way. Like, I still, I, yeah, I'm GPS. I just still GPS it. Worst GPS experience I ever had was in Atlanta when I was trying to find a TGI Fridays. It took me into the middle of the woods. Oh, boy. And said it was on my left. I look over, and it's like two squirrels humping. It's trying to kill like, you. That's not a Fridays. <laughs> Texas says snitches get sixes win seasons. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, that's funny. That's Texas, good. what TV series would have the best spinoff, including Trevor as a main character? <laughs> My vote is a spinoff of a spinoff, Niles and Trevor. Nah, was this like Kramer? Is that from from my side? No, Frazier. Frazier, yeah. I never watched Frazier. Frazier was good. I knew the character Niles, though. But that's kind of funny. He would say that because when I was growing up, when I would people would ask me my name, I'd, when I'd say my name, last name Kelsey, I'd say like the actor. That Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer? Grammer, yeah. I would like to see you. It was not as a common of a, a, a girl's name in the ni- early 90s as it is now. I would have loved to have seen you on a spinoff with like Kevin from The Office. Like you guys like have an apartment together. What about, would it be Kevin or Creed? Which would be better? Kevin. Creed's limited. He's You're, great. He's great at what he does, but as a main character, I don't think he could fly. I mean, Kevin could hang out. It'd be great. I think it would work well. I know we're both Eagle fans. Yeah, you'd have a great time. Yeah, I think that would work. I, uh, that. I, w- I was thinking more maybe under the line of the '70s show or something. Maybe me and uh, me and Kelso. Dugan for the longest time literally thought my name was Kelso. <laughs> Here's, here's the bad part is he kept he called me Kelso for like three years. I thought he's because he thought I was funny and handsome. Oh. And it was close to Kelsey. But it turns <laughs> out he eventually let me know like a couple years ago, because I've known him now for 15, almost over 15 years. He was like, I literally thought your name was Kelso. It's in my phone. That's <laughs> hilarious. Like, Thanks. <laughs> uh, Texas, I still think not getting Bates is the best case scenario for this team. If KP is truly trying to build culture, Amani will set the tone for a bad culture. You can it's certainly have, possible. You can have that problem. It's a valid concern. Yeah, it there's is. no question. Um, all right, we got to go to break. When we come back, 5 o'clock hours up next. We can revisit some of these conversations. Uh, we'll also we can revisit the Reed Detmers thing. We didn't talk as much about Louisville baseball. There's a good question in here on the Thornton's text line about Louisville's uh, possibilities of hosting a regional. Does we can dive count? into that. Does the tie count? We can talk about the tie series. Um, also, we have an official derby result. Rich Strike, clean, no drugs. No Medina spirit. No wonder he was so angry after the race. He wanted. He needed. He needed some pot. Just a normal old triple crown. Where we now turn our attention to the Preakness. Uh, we can discuss that a little bit later in hour number three as well. That's up next here on the Mike Rutherford Show on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. The disco theme with the monster sound The cool goo with the bump transplant Is it all just funk songs today? Is it oh, just, just the theme? All Parliament, yeah Because me coming back is just funky Just put me in a funky mood I like it Got me in a mood Now, what what does this song have significant ties to local board, area board? To the local area? Yeah No. Uh, do they mention Dr. Dunkenstein? Nope, that's how he got his nickname, was this song I knew he, got the, I knew he had it from the... Parliament, Parliament. This Dr. Funkenstein, which is the name of the song. That's that's what it was. Yeah. Well done. It's hour number three of the Mike Rutherford Show. Which makes me like Daryl even more because I, I like Parliament. I'm, I mean, I'm a mainstream Parliament like guy, but... Yeah, what are you going to do? Still like it. If you're just joining the show, I, I am back today after a couple of days uh, on the men trying to feel better. If you want to hear the story, you can find the podcast. Talked about it the first 30 minutes. Uh, I was welcomed back by Trevor somehow 
finding a way to compare Nick Saban to uh, Tammy Faye Baker, which was a wonderful, wonderful conversation. They do look alike a little bit, maybe, I guess. Too much makeup for both. Yeah. Let's talk, to start the, the 5 o'clock hour, I, I know that it's sort of overkill because I, I think you guys talked about it a little bit on the show yesterday, but it just came out. Um, ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips has now said no vote has been taken on a future scheduling format for football, and they don't feel the need to rush into a decision yet. Says they want to be really thoughtful and strategic. Uh, his exact quote was, I don't want to stay in limbo forever. You have to close the circle. Either you're going to do it or you're not going to do it, and we'll get to that decision and make it and move forward. I mean, this has been something that we've been talking about for like a decade with the, the ACC football scheduling. I thought he turned us thoughtful. Like, he's looking, we want to make sure everyone's feelings are okay. Gotta do this right. Well, he, yeah, when he says that, my feelings here. when he says that, you know who he's talking about. Wake Forest? The North Carolina schools in the coastal division that don't want these, this change no, that's true, yeah. for obvious reasons, which I love that report came out from David Teal today saying there's a divide amongst the conferences. Some of the schools want the divisions gone and a free-ranging 14-team conference, and the coastal division schools want it to stay. I'm like, oh, I wonder why, because it's the weakest division in power conference football. Um, my God. If it does... I do, yeah, because I, I need. I'm, I'll sit back and mute for a second, but because I, I gave a little bit of my thoughts on this by the time this. Well, I didn't hear it. So tell me, are you in favor of this getting rid of the divisions, or do you like it the way it's, it is right I'm now? I'm in favor of it. I'm serious. I, I, I'm good with it. I don't know how you would do a, a championship game. I, I guess I assume you would go with. And I talked this with TJ yesterday. You would go with your top two conference records. That's what the Big Twelve's doing. Right yeah, now. I would just think you would do that, which is kind of. I like that as well. I mean, because I mean, how often we did it two years ago it worked yeah, out well. Where you, you know, you have maybe your your two best teams on one side, and the team, you know, the the crappy side gets another win, and they get to be represented when they're not even the second best team in the division. So yeah, well, that's every year in, in our conference. Well, true. Uh, so I I am in favor of it. Uh, obviously, I think you you did get a whiff of what I kind of picked is off off of a off of you know. Kind of off the hip, my three teams that would be our definitive home and what home and home. Yeah, so so to say, the the current plan that's being pitched is get rid of divisions. Yeah, I think eventually they'll want to like the the SEC is going to do go to a nine game conference schedule. Which we're at eight still, right? We're at eight right now, uh, and you would have three teams that you would play every single year, and then everybody else would rotate. And this would eliminate what we're dealing with right now, which is you're playing one team from the coastal every six years. I mean, we still we haven't played a game. In Blacksburg against Virginia Tech, like like we're, we haven't have we? No, like like we and and we're it's, a cool it's still too. I think a, a ways away. I can't remember exactly what year that's going to take place. But how have we never still we've been in the league for six years, haven't we? Yeah, but they've played here. We haven't played there. Oh yeah, okay, I got you. Okay, and like I was like, wait a second. That's <laughs> what you run into with the schedule. Like you don't see teams. You you may go. You can go a full class of players without playing a team once. Hell, you can go a full class and a half with players without playing a team from your conference once. This would eliminate that. You'd play everybody at least every two years, which I think would be nice. It does. I think set yourself up for. A little bit of a debate about you know one year you may get some preferential scheduling like you know let's say that. Pittsburgh out of nowhere is really really good like and they're not on our schedule and like we can catch a break there like it's going to be it's there's no perfect way to do it when you've got 14 Great. teams but I think right now the way it was set up originally was to have Miami on one side and Florida State on the other because they were perceived to be the two biggest powers in this conference, and that has not come to fruition. <laughs> Say the least. Instead, you've had Florida State and Clemson, and the other teams in the Atlantic, by and large, have been stronger than the best teams in the Coastal. Have they even ever met in AC title game? No, Miami had never played in the, in the title game until, what, a couple of years ago yeah, when that happened? Yeah, they played Florida State, yeah. And they got 
boat race by Clemson. Because I remember Boston College won it like several years in a row at one point. Yeah, they had Matt Ryan and everything, but yeah. So the, like the the original rationale has been totally bonk. It, it's been bad, and you've had Clemson and everybody else the last few years. So if they did, and you mentioned, you know, you you gave your three picks yesterday, but for the people who maybe weren't listening, who would you who would what would you want? Because I think there has to be a little bit of a happy medium here. And, and you're right, and, and and I never really gave, I guess, the definitive in stone three. Like the the only one I'm, I'm automatically popped out of my mouth, and the one that I, I don't I wouldn't say I'm adamant about keeping, but what felt right was Florida State. I agree. Like, with you. I kind of want. I mean, they like kind of feel like the one given. Outside of that, honestly. I'm pretty wide open to opinion now. I said maybe like Miami and even Clemson, and some people are like, well, that's just way too hard, probably. Yeah, well, I do welcome it though. But I don't. I, I I kind of I'd be okay with it. Plus, like when I do it, I think of schools that I want that I have a rivalry with that I don't want to not play anymore because I do. I, I love a good rivalry. And Florida State, I think maybe has the. I feel like that's kind of the, the school we have the most like rival with. It's the, it's the big school that we've been the most competitive with. And second to that would be, and if I do go with that mindset, I would say maybe the other one of the other two would be Wake Forest. I think we've got kind of some history with even Don't before. like Wake Forest, yeah. Well, then that's perfect rivalry. And the third has to be Clemson. And now no. the problem is, is that is that rivalry stemmed from what a lot of people have rivals that the other team doesn't think is rival that because we haven't beaten them. We've, and we've never had, beaten them. Yeah, I mean. And, That's an issue. Is it, I guess, the, what I call the Navy to Notre Dame robbery effect. You know, they've got one win in like 60 years versus them or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but I guess because I can't think of any other school that, and maybe that's probably like you just pointed out, the fact that on the other side of division, we play them once every six years. I mean, we played what Miami once, North Carolina once. We played Miami a couple times. Okay, I mean, I know we opened with Miami. I remember. I think we played Miami three times now because we got them in the COVID year too. And then, but have we played North Carolina? I mean, we, we, I remember played we, Carolina. We played them in Lamar's last year, twenty seventeen. I guess that was my last. Was that the game that we were up big and then they came back and then we had to win at the last? No, minute? that was Charlie Strong year. That was a non-conference game. The year with Lamar was like a shootout. That might have been my last game at Papa John Stadium, by the way. Really, it's been that long. It's been a while. TJ brought this up. My buddy had a wedding about it. And I was like, still forgiven him yeah <laughs> we uh, the, the that was the lamar game i think it was our second game of 2017 and it was the first time where i think we realized the defense was going to be a problem well, yeah. because that north carolina team they were they ended up going i think one and 11 and they still lit us up like we won like 56 to 39 or something it was not a impressive showing but I, lamar was great i guess so i'm open i, I want to hear your thoughts on it because other than florida state like i'm i'm very open-minded to the other two i am too I mean, that's the only one I kind of I don't want to put my say I'm put my foot down on it, but I feel like it should be the given. One, I'm with you. I think that this move would be good. I'm good with getting rid of the divisions. I think it's it's kind of a silly setup. Um, it seemed to work well when we did it in the COVID year, and you did have the you know the championship game being a rematch is probably going to be a thing. It was that year. Notre Dame beat Clemson, and then they played again, and Clemson housed Notre Dame. Yeah, which is fine. I'm fine with it. The Big Twelve has had the same thing happen several times. As far as the constant opponents, I'm in total agreement with you on Florida State. I think you want – I want a perfect setup here. Ideally, you'd want like a a great program that you have – feel like you have a decent rivalry with, and then you want like a rival who cares like how the series is going, geographical rival, rival for whatever reason. You want them in there. And then I think, for me at least, I'd want like a layup. I, I want a win that's there every single year just about. Do you do you now when you say layup? Do you want to go Syracuse or Duke? Syracuse. Okay, because Duke because Duke feels like too much of a layup, and also one of those if 
What if they had that? We gear? have history with Syracuse too. We do. You're right. We do have a little bit of history. We do. So I'm going. I want Syracuse because we kick the crap out of them every year. I want the win. I like winning football games, Trevor. It's, it's a little known fact about me. I want this to be set up so Louisville has the best chance to win. See, I don't fear these because I take them on. We're going to win them anyway. Well, we don't. We've never beaten Clemson. Didn't say I was always right. <laughs> <laughs> so I like FSU. We've been competitive with them. We've had a good series with them, and it's it's Florida State. I feel like our fans still get up for Florida State like more than Clemson. Is it the We Ready game? A little I think bit? probably it's, I mean, a, it's, yeah. it's a little bit of that too. Like you know, Florida State. In the grand scheme of football, and maybe this will change as time goes on, I think Florida State still is kind of a bigger name than we, Clemson. We have similar past, too. I mean, Florida State wasn't just a, uh, like five or six years before you know Snowbird got to us and saved us. That Florida State was in the same boat we were yeah. in the late 70s, and Bobby Bowden comes from West Virginia and, and, maybe and, this and is basically like a, saves them from losing football together. And it might be like an us, our age thing, too, because when you know, we were growing up as 90s kids, like Florida State became the program yeah, in college football. They were, yeah. And they've still been, you know, relevant since then. The but, last few years have been rough, but the slogan of Free Shoes University, Free Shoes University, still right? fun, right? I mean, yeah. Charlie Ward, you know, all it was just a you know, Florida State was it. Like they, yeah. they were the program, and I think for us, we still kind of identify them as such, even though they've they've fallen off dramatically for, in recent years. But we've had memorable games against them. I think it's a the stadium's always juiced when they come here, and I yep. think a lot of that does have to do with that memory of of O two. So I would want to keep them. I would go – I want Syracuse because a, a little bit of a history. I'm okay with that. We should be better than them most years. You're right. I, forget, I do forget what the history of them, you know, us, them knocking us off a Teddy year. Mm-hmm. There, there is some some heat. So I, will, I like that one. They injured Brian Brown, for God's sake. Yeah. Um, and then the third one, I, I'm kind of like you in that I'm sort of open. If you wanted to keep it Virginia, I'd say, you know, whatever. We play them every year. And they've It's been kind of a weird series. It's bland, though. It's like for a it's team bland. we play every year, there's no like heat. Wake Forest is bland, too, even though it's been sort of a manufactured rivalry with the clock gate and wakey leaks and uh, the, the running back that we white shirt, gray shirted, or whatever shirted. We go back even to the Orange Bowl a little bit. Orange Bowl, yeah. We do you have think history this, there. It's the robbery that they hate us more than we hate them. I think we both kind of hate each other the same, but for different reasons. Okay. I'd be fine with that. Pitt, a lot of people have said, too, we have a little bit of a rivalry with them being in the Big East, and Mm. we'll always hate Pitt for, you know, they ruined the Big East. They did. That's, that's, you know. I always feel like that's more basketball heated, though, than football. Agreed. Agreed. I can't Um, remember last time we we ever, I mean, we have played them in football, right? Yeah. They beat us, uh, I think, in, in, also in Lamar's last year. Well, also, they beat us the year, uh, uh, Sat's second year. Yes, they did. Yeah, because that was the game that they put like ten guys in the box and poor Jamion Hawkins. Yeah, yeah that they was... they also beat us in. Uh, you know, they they always kind of had our number. They they were the last team that beat us in uh, Charlie's second year when we had such a, a strong second half of the season. How's it do we play them? Once? It doesn't seem like we're playing them one every six years. Well, they're coastal. Damon, they're on the opposite side though. But that was Big East when we played them. Oh, with Charlie, okay, you're right though. Yeah. yeah um. Duh. So I, I think I would go if you're pushing me to, to name a third school. I'd probably go Wake. I, I'm fine with playing them every year. I would think that would be. Uh, is Clemson not even – you just want to avoid them? I, oh, yeah. Every two years is enough for me. See, I don't know. I brought this up. I feel like avoiding them – I know, it's, and I know by doing that, not putting them on the, the year in, year uh, every year home and home is if we're not going to ever play them again. But I don't know. It, it makes me think of like when Wagner like stopped playing Trinity and back my freshman year, and we lost that game 21 nothing. And That game sticks with you. You bring it up a lot. Cause, but, well, it's also because we lost the game 21 nothing, and it, it's, it brought the record to 21 nothing Trinity. And that that ended it, and like Wagner's never played Trinity since. So like the streak can never be broke. Like that that just the part of that just kind of eats me up a little bit. Like, We're playing them every other year. It's fine. I know, but I and just, also I, I've made I've mentioned this several times before. 
the Clemson era of dominance is dead. It was, They're done. The run's another, over. Another reason not to be to to worry about avoiding them. I'm not scared, but if, if you're asking me, I, I don't want Florida State and Clemson every year. And if you're asking me to pick either or, I'm picking Florida State. Uh, I got you. I, I get it. I don't know. I just Dabo's not going to be there forever, and their eras they're going to eventually come back to reality. And I just I want to be there to to boot smack them across the face when they well, do. We'll get opportunity every other year. I know. Well, uh, um, Wake Forest is a good one though. NC State, any possibility? No, no. Get him out. Uh, here. Boston College, any care? That'd be two layups. <laughs> you think Boston College can be a layup? And they've had good runs. Yeah. They've had better runs than Syracuse has in the last ten years or twenty years. I'll say that much. You're not saying much. Uh, Miami, no, still even? no, no. They, they have. They're not a layup, but they're not. They're not. A, they're not Clemson. They've level. kind of owned us recently. The last couple times they played us, it's been sort of embarrassing. And I guess the argument for Miami could mostly be, well, you like to recruit out of that area, be good, but you kind of eliminate that with Florida State, right? Yeah. Uh, well, you mentioned I want Florida State and two teams we can beat every year. Well, so we should beat every year. What about Georgia Tech or Duke? No, it's too. It's too much. Too much. We've got Syracuse. We should be. Wake Forest has a nice little program going I mean, right now. Thing, Wake we should be better than Wake Forest every year. Here's the problem when you when, when by this logic though, Wake Forest, NC State, Boston College, Miami, all these teams are pretty much. You, if you take off the name and the and you show the resume for the last like ten years, they all look almost exactly the same. I agree, but Wake Forest and Miami aren't swimming in the same pools when it comes to talent, and they've had. I think Dave Clawson, for as much as he well, they have in production, wines and, and, and is annoying. He's a great coach, and he gets the most out of his team every single year. Whereas Miami's hired a bunch of guys who haven't been able to. I still will take the team that you feel like you should have more talent than on an annual basis over a program like Miami that you know is just waiting for big games to get up for and let that five star talent show. I just personal preference. I'm okay, I, I, and we're going to play all these teams in the right. schedule just it's every not, other year. Yeah, I guess we're talking as if they, they're, they're off the schedule. They don't make. Yeah, up it's the not top like 30. it is right now, where it's like if you're not picking one of these teams to be in your division, you may see them once this season and then not again until God 2028. Yeah, which is ridiculous. It is. It, it's an absurd setup right now. Yeah. I am definitely okay with the the full full thing. Full, full you know, get rid of the coastal and the Atlantic and. I'd be okay with Syracuse and Wake Forest as well. Or at least, like, you're right. Sy- just give me Florida State and Syracuse and mystery flavor like an airhead. Just, I don't care. You, whatever you want. Whatever you feel best between the coaching staff. You know, white mystery is always the same flavor, though. What? The, what's the flavor? Mystery? Yeah, it's just mystery. It just tastes like kind of like watermelon. It always did kind of taste like watermelon, didn't it? I liked it, though. But yeah, that's, I like that's good. It. I like airheads. Uh, Thorn sucks line. <laughs> five with, airheads. They're pretty sugary. I still have been eating airheads a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I eat all sorts of – I'm like Nate Fergassi. Like, like, all the candy that you've forgotten about, <laughs> I can tell you how it's going. Like, you probably haven't thought of airheads in a while. I can tell you exactly how they're Ooh, going right now. Airheads probably – there's probably at least, like, two wrinkles on my left side right now that are from airheads back in the day. <sighs> still. Still for me. I ate a lot of it. Just yeah. had a 60-pack. They didn't last a week. Wow. Minis. How do you not smile like Minis? Me? How do you not have teeth like me, dude? I don't know. I don't know. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. Texas says Trevor, I'm so excited that you're back. I left. <laughs> <laughs> Did I go somewhere? <laughs> Texter says we got to stop letting these recruits make Louisville one of their last visits. Every time a player we are in the mix for always commits before they visit us. Yeah, I mean, having the last visit used to be a good thing because it didn't seem like kids were committing before taking all their visits, but we do seem to be getting bit by this. Well, and that's now in a day of nil where you can just, you know, you're not you're not recruiting with it, but, you know. Yeah, you can find out who you... <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can meet some local business owners during your visit. <laughs> well, how do they... Is it geographic reasons? How do how do kids set up... Is there is there a, a rhyme to the reason of usually setting up visits with recruits or... I don't know. 
I mean, they just. I think the kids just take it the way they want to take it. Huh. I'm always curious. I don't, I don't know if there maybe it, it just changes for each one, or if there was like an actual strategy, like in terms of flight, like you know, go here to there, and then they're you know looping around type thing. All right, get Tyrison on the show. We'll ask him. <laughs> well, I mean, he's never. He's apparently not going to make his visit. He's not. He's gets off his list completely, right? I don't. I mean, no. These are unconfirmed reports that he's oh, okay. like he hasn't said anything himself. But it was Goodman that confirmed it, right? Or was it? it? I thought it was Goodman that reported it. I didn't see Goodman I, again. I've been off the grid pretty much the last three days. I've seen like some sort of like reporters that I don't recognize that don't yeah, have. That's what worried me because I thought Goodman. I, 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 you know, you hate him or love him. I mean, but he knows we're talking he's, about exactly. He's usually not going to put something out there if he didn't believe it's or have good reason to believe. I might be wrong. Maybe I did. I, hope I thought wrong. I saw it on a retweet by Goodman though. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. I don't know. Because um, I'm not seeing any maybe tweets. Maybe it was Goodman that he's made. retweeting it. And I, I was thinking maybe it got in my mind that somebody retweeted him saying Why it. Why can't I spell Tyrese? I'm losing my mind. T Y R E S E. That's about right. Have you been off Wordle, by the way, since you've been sick? I missed a couple of days. Did you? You, yeah. you didn't miss much on Sunday, boy. That one, that one took me by in the woodshed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't even come close. All to I it. see is Goodman talking about that the key to Texas might be Tyrese Hunter. But I don't okay. see him retweeting anything or, or saying I, anything. I, I may have seen it wrong, then. Could be. That's, that's a good thing, then, for us, right? Then yeah. it is a good man. Texas says, congratulations, Trevor. You have memorized the roads around the house that you've lived in for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, Texer? I just did it a couple years ago. I told, I told this to TJ yesterday when they started talking about video games. And they started talking about GoldenEye. Like, I loved, like, first-person games a little bit to the degree that, like, I enjoyed playing, like, Doom and GoldenEye and Halo. I just I lost interest quickly because I have no sense of direction in those games. I don't. I have no sense of direction. Period. It's I get, terrible. I, I would get lost, and and the I'm playing with like, dude, we've been playing the same board for two hours. I'm still getting lost. I don't. You I, and I having this in common very much. So like, I'm not the least manly thing about me, and there are several <laughs> things about me that are not manly. But the least manly thing of all is my lack of sense of direction. I'm horrible. When I played Red Dead Redemption, I spend more time staring at the little map in the left-hand corner than I almost do watching the screen where I'm headed. I've lived here my entire life, pretty much. And Mary, who moved here for college when she was 18, knows the city far better than I. I ask her for directions every time we're going anywhere. <laughs> that drives me nuts. Like, I have a buddy that like, is like, he picks up directions so easily. I don't. I GPS everything now. I, I'm the same way, too. And it drives me nuts. Like He'll be like... He'll go somewhere once and have it memorized and nowhere even near. I can't right. do it. And he, I'm like, dude, how do you? Yeah, I don't know how he does it either. And I've got like one of my strongest strengths. I feel like is my memory, like a very, very good memory. But when it comes to stuff like direct, I just I don't retain it at all. I I, I can leave some place that I've just been to and been to multiple times, and I still will, like take a left turn or I take a right immediately when I'm leaving. I mean, it's unbelievable. I can just, man, do you know how to get there? No, but I can tell you who got drafted first in 1994. I mean, she she just laughed because she's like, like I'll start to turn left, and she's like, right, babe. And she's like, how do you not? And she's like, we this is our friend's house. We've been here 17 times. How do you not know the, the which way to turn out of their neighborhood? I'm like, I don't, I, I don't know. I got other stuff. You, you you've got other things weighing on your mind of importance. Look, I'm a father of two. Yeah. I just survived COVID. Recently conquered COVID. <laughs> I'm fighting pots. Fighting pots disease on a daily basis now. <laughs> slamming saltines in public wherever I go. Being judged about it. You know, I mean, there's a there's a large stigma t- attached with pots. People are just judging you. I just bring my saltines into the coffee shop, and people are like, well, "Why is this guy eating saltines?" And then I try not to cry because everybody's looking at me. Oh, I just pictured like in, in, in <laughs> never go to a coffee shop to work. He's <laughs> <laughs> pouring salt in the water like you're the alien, the bug. <laughs> <laughs> salt. 
water. Salt. I don't know why my sugar. mind. Sugar. Was, was it sugar? I was thinking it was I know, salt. egger. And that wasn't egger. <laughs> my mind just went to that for some reason. Sugar water. I was thinking it was salt, my bad. It's been a while since he men in black. Sugar water. <laughs> I know, egger. And that wasn't egger. His skin was falling off his face. Texas, is it really snitching if everyone already knew? Good for stat. Not the people like not that people like Saban will ever be held accountable, but they certainly won't if no one ever calls them out. Well, if, ever, if everyone already knows, then what's the point of snitching? By making it public, because there's no evidence. Oh, what? I mean, if everybody already knows this is going on, but you have to actively call these people out if it's going to stop. Like Nick Saban can do plausible deniability all he wants and say, "Well, this is, you know, prove it," and it's not going to be proven until you keep saying like this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened over and over and over again. But are we debating the fact that it was snitching? No. Or are we debating whether it was good snitching? I think it's good snitching. I don't think there is good snitching. I disagree. Well, maybe there is. Okay, let's. I guess if you witness someone getting murdered, yeah, you probably you should snitch. You probably should. You should. But like in 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 this though. I think it's bad snitching. And again, it leads me back to the whining about the L down thing a little but it, bit. Those are to- two totally different no, things. No, either way, under this, it's still under the umbrella of whining, is it not? No, it's not whining. You got he, he has a right to be upset. I don't think he had a right to be upset about the L's down because that team just hammered our ass. I agree with that. You can. I don't think. I think he has a right to be. You can debate whether he had the right to whine or not, but the fact still remains they're both whining. Disagree. It's not whining. To, you're just using whining too liberally. Like you, you, you would say complaining, or snitching, maybe. Yeah, you're just you, everything. You, I mean, you can use a million different words to describe what's taking place here. You could say telling the truth, putting the truth out in the open, calling someone out, or you can say whining, complaining. Like this is usually what we do with rival fans. You've been you've been around TJ too often. You, <laughs> TJ's, TJ's wearing off on you days. now. TJ's wearing off on you now because he uses whining all the time, and now you're saying whining. Well, I mean, tattling, snitching, exactly. Or barking. you could just say. Spitting the truth, calling someone out, calling a spade a spade, being a man. Like, you can use any phrase you want to, depending on which side you're looking at. It sounds like the phrase is used by those who snitch. <laughs> I'm a brave man. I stepped up to the plate. You're a killer. You just don't want to be called <laughs> yeah. out. A lawbreaker. Killer B. Texas, this is actually probably the right answer for Trevor in a spinoff. Uh, King of Queens. I Prince of Arby's is what this person wants to call the show. <laughs> You and Kevin James would do That's well. That's the one together. that worked. Yeah, he's yeah. King, yeah, King that, Queens is good. It wasn't bad. I didn't watch it a whole lot. I've watched small doses of it when it would come on, uh, like after something else I've watched. That's but I always liked that show because I mean, I mean, good lord, he's a fat dude with a hot wife. I mean, what kind of show does, like that doesn't give me hope? Yeah. Texas Trevor's quote from yesterday: "Don't take this personally, but you are a Kmart blue light special in the genetics department." <laughs> Maybe my favorite quote of his, the don't take this personally, really just sold it. Who are you talking about? Well, I was curious. I hope it wasn't me. No, it was when TJ was like, somebody paid Scoots to like knock her up. I'm like, oh, God. look at his Scoots. is like four foot ten. Like, like where were your other options? It's like, again, he feels like he's the Kmart Blue Light Special in Genetic Lottery. So I hate to do this again in the five <laughs> o'clock hour because I understand that it was not what people were expecting to hear I yesterday. I like Scoots, but I mean. So Scoots was approached by an ex-girlfriend yes. who became a lesbian yes. or was already a lesbian you know, I'm not sure if she was turned she just, by Scoot or, or just was... I did not get confirmed whether he was the last last person there or not. Regardless. Yeah. She she, she switched teams after dating Scoots. Yeah. And, but wanted to be pregnant. She and wanted was, to have a baby. Ha, yeah. Have a baby with her girlfriend. And she asked Scoots to knock her up. Now, when 
she asked Scoots to use the phrase knock her up. Was it actual intercourse being, or was there going to be like a test tube situation? Yes, apparently, I guess they were low on funds. For so they were just wanting to have sex. Yeah, they were just like, you know, yeah, instead of being, I guess, I'm assuming low on funds, because I mean, yes, you could have just gone through like the medical ex- procedure, but that's like, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to do. And so I guess they were like, well, Kmart blue light special <laughs> in the next department. It is an odd choice. I mean, it's, yeah. I, I, I mean, obviously, you can assume that he was chosen because him and her had like a comfortability you know they were comfortable assuming together at some point they, put it on the calendar they, they were they, they did together at some trevor point. kelsey word a day it's not a word <laughs> no, we'll come back to that in a second okay so they i guess from what i understood from from tj yesterday and from talking to scoot slightly yesterday was that they you know they came to him and they like offered it they had like we have a we have a proposition for you this is like a decent pr- proposal just like in trailer park edition and they're like, we want you to, you know, knock up my, knock me up, blah blah blah. And I guess he was like, he went into a contract with them. Like there was money that's supposed to be exchanged. Oh, really? Again, which like that was like my mind was first. Like, how much does Scoots value at? Like, how much would like? Cause me, I'm like twenty bucks. Cool. Here, give it to me. You're kind of trying to see what you would be like on the, yeah. the Scoot spectrum. So, and TJ couldn't remember. So I asked Scoots afterwards. I was like, so I was like, did you get paid for money? Because I was like. The fact of getting the guy getting the money in this side of this is like foreign to me. Like I don't know what that's like to be paid for it and not, not giving the money to her. And he's like, no. He's like, so I was like, you're a gigolo, dude. And he's like, no. Unfortunately, I never received any money. But what happened was like, they, I guess they did do it once, but that didn't work. Okay. He doesn't have super sperm like like you do. So like, he had it ended up having to do like two or three or four times, I think. Okay. And he said he didn't hear from him for a while. And eventually, he did eventually get contact with them, and it turned out they'd broken up. And then he was worried, like, okay, they've broken up, but she's pregnant. Like, am I going to have, like, a oh little... God. Like, am I going to have, like, a lesbian love child running around here? They don't have that in the contract. I mean, that's... <laughs> am I still obligated to have to give the 20 bucks back? This is a fascinating I mean, case study. It is. I mean, this is... And this doesn't even... I'm, I mean, we're ranking the top 10 of how he won a lottery is what, at 1.2. But... Wait, what? Yeah, he won the lottery. How much? Like, like quarter mil or something like that. What? <laughs> Why is he working here? I think he... he this shows how good of guys he Maybe paid. that's why he's working Paid here. off a lot of like family debts and stuff. Props to Scoots. Again, yeah. So, I mean, we, we teach you Scoots, but you are a good human being. Just not the largest. And <laughs> so, I guess he didn't get knocked up. I didn't ask him this, but I'm wondering, I mean, if I'm Scoots, I'm kind of wondering, like, did I break this up? Like, did did maybe... <laughs> Was did, it me? Did maybe my sweet loving, like, make her realize maybe I, I chose the wrong side? I, I mean, she wants to, like, now... Well, I think she's... I would assume she would... He would have... Included the detail about her reversing course. Yeah, he and, he and he can confirm. I can confirm now that um, she did not get pregnant. Um, gotta get paid. Got to quit drinking that mellow yellow and smoking those seeds. There's the scoots. It'll kill the sperm count. And did not get paid. And that she is still uh, still on uh, bat- playing for the other team, as the Seinfeld would say. Okay, I did anything wrong with that. Is also they would say. It's. This which, on top which, of Scoots, the, the revelation about him dating the very attractive blonde from the This Is Indiana video. Which we still have questions about that. I've too. got questions about it, but also it could be sort of a, I always felt like I had. All it, this and he sleeps on a mattress on the floor. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> some things don't add up here. It reminds me, like Hugh Hefner, you know, the Costanza episode where like he, he really attractive women like him when he shows her the picture of like his ex-girlfriend who was really oh, attractive. yeah, with the man hands. No, no, that was the same picture. episode. Yeah, that was her. The man hand. That was girl her. Was okay. The picture, yeah, I always when he tries to get another picture, she grabs his wrist. 
I always kind of felt like I had a similar thing going on where like people would be like, how does he, how's he doing this? And I felt like it was, I dated, I somehow convinced attractive women to like me at a very young age and just kind of like spiraled. They'd be like, Oh, well if she, if she was into him, he must be doing something right. And it just like kept going on kept going on. I wonder if this is a, you know, scoots that could have been just jumping off point, convincing that the blonde from that, the video to date him, all he needed was that, that jumping point, and then it just kind of... Well, he had an inside scoop with her, too, because she was friends with his sister, from what I understand. Well, still, it doesn't She'd matter. She'd come and hang out with it at his house, so he kind of, like, had an inside track. But there's nothing wrong with that. We're not, we're not we're snitching on you for getting a head start. It's all fascinating. The, the, the characters oh, around the Big X are just com- beyond intriguing. Like, I mean, you, you think I leave, like, KRC, and they're like, they're like oh, they're just going to get a boring producer. No. No. I gave him somebody that is, I mean, I'm fascinated with A fourth of your size, though. It's like a mini version, so no, no pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> Texas. I wish I'd won. If I'd, I tell you what, if I'd won that lottery ticket, I mean, and I would have helped some family out. I wish Chris wouldn't be working here. <laughs> no offense. Well, I mean, th- th- I'd be hanging out here, but I wouldn't be. You also can work here when you have. <laughs> like, you probably would be. Like, it's a, not a bad job to have if you have to just work. And that's true. Yeah, if you don't need the money. Then great. Yeah, you're right. I probably still would be here though. Tex- I, do, I do enjoy hanging out with you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Texas says, when does this movie starring Seth Rogen come out? <laughs> Not sure Seth Rogen's the best to play Scoots, but you know, it doesn't have to be a perfect adaptation. You're telling me, you, I mean, honestly, you could do a comedy movie just about our, just the big X. You really could. You, me, Scoots, Roush. We got, we got Roush, the South End guy, big, bald, no ears. You know, D.L. Louisville fan. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've got the hero Rutherford surviving COVID and pots constantly battling. Yeah. We've got me with the, you know, just the walking like the, enigma just, just eating Arby's constantly with the product placement in the, in the movie, right? There'd there. be a lot of Arby's in the movie. Scoots, Scoots is yeah. Just the, the, somehow he's, I don't know why I picture him as like the, the David Spade character from Grown Ups a little bit somehow. Like, you know, he's just, just the weird kind of short, uh, horny dog guy. I think the first scene would be you on the side of the Snyder, <laughs> just to set the tone. Do like a Deadpool entrance. Yeah. Be like now I gotta take you back how we got to this point. Sort of like the beginning of Super Troopers, <laughs> just with more poop and vomit. Uh, beginning of Super Troopers uh, is so great. T.J. Walker did text in and say, uh, "Bustin' Kalen is more than a clever name." <laughs> Texas says, my wife also knows the city better than I do. hey <laughs> Well done. Is that an insult to yourself, though? Yeah, it's, it's Eddie in San Diego. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> would you do this if you... Uh, let me ask you this real quick before we get back to Texas. If you were in Scoots' shoes, which would be probably uncomfortable, would you Would you have, <laughs> would you have taken... Like, I, I, assuming you're not married, because I'm assuming, obviously with Mary that this is like a hard no okay but you are single Rutherford at this time okay and you've got the ex call you up same situation would you do it would I do what would you would you bang her to help a, a former lesbian lover no you wouldn't even you wouldn't even consider it no I don't want a kid out there that I can't be a significant part of their future like if I want to have a kid out there I want to be their parent I mean I know this is like basically like like this, the plot line for Ross and friends in a way but I mean, who, by the way, worst, uh, how they always talk, talked about Ross being a good parent on that show baffles me. <laughs> worst parent ever. This kid just disappeared for like six years. Uh, the worst part was he was, A, the kid wasn't even at his wedding in England. And B, if you notice, <laughs> True. He, 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 he wasn't even, he, he was but wasn't at Monica and, and Chandler's wedding. Because when Ross, there's a scene when he goes sits at the kid's table. And there's the kid who plays Ben sitting next to him just being ignored yeah. by Ross. I mean, they're like, maybe we won't notice that we're going to use the same actor again. 
Um, we, we have to go to break, but when, I we, do it, when we come, oh, okay. <laughs> you basically asked me just so you could give your answer. Well, we, we all know you would do I it. I mean, what? <laughs> I wanted to know your. I, I really wanted to know. You're if you so into this it. because you're jealous. Is the is the thing? I'm a little. Yeah, yeah. There's no. I mean, we all know. There's no. You don't have to admit it. I'm more. I'm. I, and if I was him, I'd be mad I didn't get paid. Uh, there's breaking news here that you we're going to address when we come back. Should I just avoid looking it up so I can hear it on the air? We're going to avoid looking it up. Okay. It involves. I'd say probably the sports personality that you have spent the most time talking about in the tenure of this show thus far. Orange Cassidy? There's there's movement on the BBH front. Ooh. That coming up after the break. That memorizes his name for no reason. <laughs> that coming up after the break on the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 The Big X. We love you, fuck you, fuck inside your fuck. Here's the best. Talk. Every time we do the stomp And I'll be starving for the next time that we talk I'm soaking wet as I recall us on the dance floor Alright, final segment here of the Wednesday Mike Rutherford Show The Return Show Triumphantly back from I don't mind it, but it's, you know not my big thing. I do love how every video I have on here, like all over the, the suggestion side, is PCU clips. I know, that, <laughs> I know it's a movie you've never seen. I haven't. And I, it's one I really would. I know I say this all the time. I'd like it. You've got to watch it because it's like a 90s version of Animal House. But I, and the reason if you have. PCU, I feel like I have seen it just based on knowing all the scenes. Like if you have seen PCU, then you know why it's suggested on here is because. And this is the only reason I even know what Parliament Funk and Doug is because of that movie. Like it's. They're. Heavily in you know, in in the the plot of that movie, where the, like you know they and, and they have cameos. They do a concert you know at the dorm or at the fraternity and play a lot of the songs that we play. I played on here, so and that movie introduced me to Parliament, and I'm glad for it too. There you go. Yeah. Uh, let's hey, talk Jeremy about Pivens. What we tease there? Yeah, give me the tease. There's movement for the first time in six months. Sometimes on the bring Brom home bring Brom home front. Oh, uh, huh. So Jeff Brom. Oh, they said BHH. BBH. Oh, see, I missed BBH. I was thinking Brandon Hutley Hatfield. Jeff Brom sat down with WDRB's Rick Bozich uh, in a story that was just posted about 20 minutes ago. Okay. And he, you know, Bozich says, you know, he's you know, all this stuff, beat Ohio State, like all these different things, but there's only one question he'll ever get asked when he's speaking in this town because Brom's apparently at home to speak to members of the Flagey High School Alumni Association this weekend or this week. And. Asked about the Louisville job straight up. He brings up the the decision back in 2018 and says, you know, to be honest, the way I was raised, I believe in trying to do the right thing and having morals, and it was just too early for me to leave Purdue back then. Not, it just wasn't right. Not bitter at him one bit for it. I completely understand. He says you build relationships. People treat you right. The people there have treated me great. You talk to recruits. They asked me things, so just a lot went into it. He continues. But obviously now we're on year six. I love this town, this area. I'm an alumnus of Louisville, so anything can happen in the future. Oh, baby, get it going. Get the shirts printed. Where's my Twitter buddy at? Bring it home. He wants to come home. Bring Brom home. He wants to come home. Bring Brom home. I mean, can you, can you imagine we start out slow next year, and I don't know who maybe our third, who was our second, maybe third home game? Like, say we, we. Our first home game is Florida State on Friday night. Okay, say we get to that game. 
and it's a that's the third game of the season, right? Yeah, we play Syracuse and then UCF on the road. Okay, to start. We, we struggle in the first two games. Maybe go one and one, but struggle. Okay, we go into Florida State, blown out. We're getting blown out at halftime. We come out in third quarter, and all you can hear from the thirty-two people in the stands is "Bring Brom home." Pierce Clarkson sending Bring out Brom, Brom tweets. Home. I mean, <laughs> hashtag BBH. Satterfield, Satterfield's on the sidelines snitching to the umpires. Tell them to be quiet. That's not allowed. Stop! 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 <laughs> So there it is. There's your update. That's tampering. I'm the coach here. It's like dangling. <laughs> oh, bring him home. I just Let's threw Chum to the this. shark here. Got him all fired up at 545 on a, on a Wednesday. Oh, yeah, baby. Um, I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the movement is happening. Let's go to the uh, the, the Thornton Sucks line here. We'll try to get to as many of these as we can before we got to get out of here. Texas, is there a chance for podcast listeners to win a ticket to the concert? Uh, yeah, if you missed it, we're talking about uh, the Texas referring to. We've got a partnership coming up next week with the Louder Than Life and Bourbon Beyond folks, and we're going to be giving away a single day pass, uh, single day passes to both festivals every day next week. And the winner is going to get to pick the headliner that they want to see. That's not. That's not. That's not. That's just be like a punishment because it's so hard to pick between those right now. There's like good ones at every one. Well done, Trevor. <laughs> Thank you. Well done. <laughs> um, so we haven't decided. So it's, it's a good question. We haven't decided exactly how we're going to to pick a winner. Yeah. Trivia contest was obviously thrown out there as a possibility. We can fun. get a little bit interesting. We can have some fun with this. We got a few days to figure this out, and maybe there's at least one day where we can reward a podcast listener somehow. Can we do a way to like someone comes to the studio and whoever can eat an RB sandwich faster than me wins? <sighs> I mean, that's, I feel like you've thought about this before. <laughs> do you know I can get almost three full White Castle burgers in my mouth at once? I believe it. I believe it. By the way, at the party we went to Friday night, they brought White Castle out. It was wonderful. At the they end of the, White Castle. They had like White Castle on like trays for everybody. It was beautiful. It was fantastic. That, I don't. What? I know that's Derby, Derby class at its finest. That's VIP treatment right there. I, I, I assume that's only because it's they're they're under the assumption that majority of people are probably from out of town and don't know what White Castle is. No, because you can't get White Castle like West. There were, there, was, there were. I would say the majority of the crowd Friday night was Louisvillians. What, then White Castle? Why would you not? Well, it happens at weddings a lot, too. They bring out uh, White Castle like at the end of the night. Yeah, but those are the kind of weddings I would think that are held in like the, the Kroger rec room. No. I it, mean, that's... It's, 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 somebody, it's a little snack for people who are too drunk. I actually went to a wedding at a Kroger rec room, by the way. That's the first time I it <laughs> Once again, a very pointed reference. I was like... <laughs> Sounds like you've been there before. But I mean, it's, I, yeah, these things like these people that, that their wedding cake would be just how much a hostess ho ho is like stacked up. I mean, yeah. I, I can't see White Castle, no. Unless, did they have Big Red, though? No. Only Big Red from White Castle is worth drinking. I agree with that. Not even, and, and I know somebody can say, well, you can get it at, you know, as a fountain from certain, our great people at Thornton's. Thornton's has great sodas, including Big Red. Now, that's your thing, great. But I'm getting Dr. Pepper because only Big Red from White Castle. Only place. Texas is my three picks for uh, recurring opponents. FSU, we already have a bit of a rivalry. Mm-hmm. It's great to draw for recruiting. Virginia Tech, I don't know why, but I've always liked playing them. <laughs> we haven't hardly played them. <laughs> I know. And then he says Pitt, we have history with them, and it's another solid with most years. You feel like you can win. Miami, honorable mention. He also says Trevor just doesn't want people stitching on him stealing people's cats. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Even though it's, I'm getting to the point where you can come get it back if you want it. <laughs> oh, no. War is having some issues. Yeah, I can't. The mom's too attached. Mm. To the point where she's like yelling, oh, God. Like, she'll the, the door be open. She's like, is the cat inside? I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> it's like midnight, and she's out of the back porch. Laura! <laughs> Laura! 
I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> oh, uh, Texas, it's almost awkward at this point that Arby's doesn't sponsor the show. Uh, Troy kind of got mad. He didn't get mad, but Doug and Cheek got mad. He was like, dude, you got to stop you got naming them until we get them on. You probably like, do. At this point, we've got to hold them hostage. Get that oven mitt. Get him on the show. <laughs> Can we have the guest? Texas says, I'm resending this for Rutherford since he was out sick. I hope you feel better. Oh, it's the, it's the, the gif of, of you clapping. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. And the, was it an American Idol crowd going yeah. on? <laughs> That's, that is incredible. That's great. I saw that when he sent it on Monday. Oh, that is so good. I'm going to save that before I forget. Um, That's so good. Texture says, did you see the Zagoria tweet about Bates in mid-June decision? Yeah, we, we talked about it last yeah. hour a little bit, how uh, Amani Bates is not going to be making any sort of decision on his college choice until mid-June, which is also when... How does Zagoria get this? this, this that's, he, he has some sort of in with Bates. He always writes about but it. But he's always... In, but And I like Adam Zagoria, don't get me wrong. I, I, he, I, he was one of the first people I used to interview back when I first got in radio in 08, but... Uh, he He's always been more of a Northeast guy. Like, he usually has... Yeah. like he, And he has good ties in Northeast. But usually that's where his like limitation. I don't want to say his limitation, but his best work is with guys up there. It is for sure. Um, I don't. Maybe Monty Bates is going to go to Iona. Who knows? I don't, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's going on. That's there. what confused me because not even no schools even in that area. That's what, yeah. Texas says Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly lipped to Tobacco Road schools trying to keep the status quo. Yeah, Joe Kelly lipped to Tobacco Road schools. Period. All the time, constantly. <laughs> hate him. Uh, Texas says Florida State, Syracuse, and UVA would be my picks. I wouldn't hate that. Yeah, I mean, UVA, I don't know. It's yeah. Virginia Tech's a weird one because that's they're they're I feel like they're a little better than you'd want to look for in that. I'm assuming this is a KRC text. KRC uh, text. It's about Newport Aquarium. Newport Aquarium is decent best. Not sure what I was expecting for the kids, but not worth a dedicated drive from Louisville. If you're in the area already, sure, but don't go out of your way. Totally agree. I don't know what he's referring to, but could not agree more. I've never been, but always have wanted to go. It's and not that great. I've had people tell me that. Yeah, it's not worth the drive. I just. The they aquarium also, fascinates me. Like I've never, I've never been to an aquarium. I've been to good ones. Like I went to the one in Cincinnati. I've been to one. I can't remember another trip we went. Maybe Indy as an, as an aquarium that we went to. I mean, I guess, and they were cool. Do they have aquariums like Global Zoo and stuff? I mean, like not like a full on aquarium. Like they have little exhibits where you can go inside, and they've got. I've been to the Memphis Zoo and I've been to Global Zoo. Okay, Memphis is a kid, so maybe they had an aquarium there. I just don't remember. But if they did, I, other than that, I have no memory of going to an aquarium. Yeah, Newport Aquarium is not worth the trip, and kids like they're just like whatever. Uh, also, they have. We haven't talked about this, and we probably should talk about it another day, because uh, he mentioned he has another text about Will Levis. The whole number one draft pick hype is. Well, you saw the same people pick him number one have Malik Cunningham going twenty six. Which look, which I, I, I love Malik. Both are yeah. I don't see either one of these things happening. I made this comparison to, um, and TJ actually agreed with me a little bit. I feel like Will Levis, the Will Levis hype going into this draft, is right there with like the whole Hunter Cantwell. High draft type. I was thinking more Andre Woodson, but Hunter Cantwell works Cause, too. Because Hunter was talked about being like a top ten pick. Yeah, and then he didn't get drafted. Yeah, he didn't even get drafted. Exactly. I just like I. I mean, I know it sounds strange coming from somebody who watched this dude just do whatever he wanted to to my favorite team a few months ago. I, I when I was watching him, I didn't. Don't get me wrong. I saw him as a great college player in that game, and when I watched UK play several times this season. I never looked at him and said, that's a bona fide first-round pick. Right, he's Can't six, miss. He's 6'5", 240, has a strong arm. He, he he checks every box 
they want outside the field. People want him to be Josh Allen. Yeah, now. people I mean, want the next Josh Allen. I don't think he has that type of arm though. I, he, it, it will. It don't trust me. The cream will rise to the top when it comes up from a year from now in the next dra- next year's draft. Texas says Brom not happening next year. I think we go six and six, and Satterfield gets extended to keep the recruiting class together. Oh, if they give him extension six and six. I might snitch. That's the. <laughs> I might find. I told you that's the that. most awkward. We got Scott. If you listen to the show, I know you listen every single day. I can't say it enough. Got to win at least seven this year. Don't make this more awkward than it has to be. And seven's not great. Seven's, that's the bare minimum. Eight and four, we can handle. I mean, even seven, I'm going to be. I'll get it, though, with for, just because of the recruiting class. I'll get it. But six and six, that's going to make it weird. Don't make this weird. I trust Brom can keep the class. I don't. Texas, if only there was a Twitter account dedicated to bringing Brom home. Maybe it'll happen. <laughs> I swear, Scott is my witness. It was not me. Texture says, uh, Joey Votto bobblehead night at Reds the other night. Wife's friend gave her one. Jedi Joey has a message for Phil. I can't play this on air. I, <laughs> I, I can't play this blindly, Texture. I appreciate it. I can't play it. Is the message saying, it's been fun, it's been grand, but I'm off to Toronto now? I, I want it to happen at I this point. I can't wait for that trade to happen. I'm rooting for, I, I want Joey to be successful. And it's, Even Lord we, knows it ain't happening here. You need, we, need one of your, we need one of your bullpen arms, though, to throw in the deal because God knows we need that. I hope he's not a lefty because there are no lefties on the active Reds roster right now. Really? No left-handed pitchers. Not not one. None. <laughs> That's got to be, like, historic, right? Don't think it happens often, Trev. I, don't, yeah, I was going to say. It's got to be a rarity. <laughs> Texas, how about a White Castle challenge with Trevor for the tickets? I think I can take the big guy down. Ooh, I... I Never t- oh, I don't have time to tell you the, the story of my White Castle challenge at Pizza Box. I think you have before. Where it was a Monday, it was slow, and the kitchen was like, we're bored. I was I was a server, by the way. I'm like, oh, I'm bored. It's Monday. Like, well, we, we Long story short, we decided who could eat the most White Castles in 90 minutes. Naturally. So I went to White Castle, because it's slow, and I ordered three Crave cases and a small Diet Coke. Just to see your face. <laughs> and I came and then there was then we got this heated debate because I didn't want pickles on mine. They were like, well, you're disqualified. I'm like, it's a pickle. Does it really make that much of a difference? No, I hate pickles. So, long story short, again, I won. I want to say I ate 20, 30, 30 burgers, 31 burgers in 90 minutes. Jesus Christ. I won the contest, but I lost in life. I can see that. Serving the rest of that night was as unpleasant for me as it was for the people getting crop dusted <laughs> left and right to that restaurant. Like, my stomach was like, it gets to the point where I went to the Haley, my manager was like, I just gotta go. She's like, it's seven o'clock. We go, go for three hours. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I gotta go. I'm doing this for all of us. <laughs> yeah, you're lucky. I'm just not even like running through here going, come on, ice cream, holding on. <laughs> I, mean, I just checked my email and like I, I told you, I get random emails all the time about face. statement on federal cockfighting convictions in Kentucky. And <laughs> it starts off with, dear Mike, dear Mike, hope all is well with you today. <laughs> This person always sends me animal cruelty stuff. I don't even know. Oh, it's like a person? Yeah, Marty Irby. On I don't know how I got on this mailing list, but I'm on it every day. It's basically like he sends me emails about Bob Baffert seven times a week. Um, uh, only, only in the rubber show can we segue a, 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 a White Castle leading contest to a cockfighting illegal contest. Man, we've got – we have too many texts to read. we got to get out of here early uh, today. We have the show coming I'll up on after us. I'll go read them in the us. car. Yeah, uh, Texas says he probably would have signed – gave him a signed old English L bottle. Uh, Texas with the transfer portal now. Satterfield can go 6-6, six and six, get fired. UofL can hire a new coach and go 9-3 and three if it's a big enough hire to attract transfers. Bring them home. Uh, Texas said Clarkson said when offered by A&M, he would stay committed to Louisville as long as there wasn't a coaching change. Yeah, we, we talked about that. It was a big blow to the BBH movement. It's all right. Texas Ripley's Aquarium in Gat- Gatlinburg is very nice. There it is. Ooh. Signed off. A Ripley, couple- I believe it or not, it is very nice. 
Dexter. Trevor, <laughs> have I told you the story? Mike, yeah, I think so. Trevor tells the story anyway. <laughs> Did you say something? <laughs> All right, that's it. Uh, happy to be back. Hopefully, I, I did not pass out, made it a full three hours. I feel good about that. Hopefully, we can get two more in this week. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Everybody enjoy your Wednesday evenings. We'll be back.